listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. And I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. From a child like Tim, it's a hard way. So this is the name of love like Rob would say before you ask me to go get a job today. Can I at least get a raise in the minimum wage? And I know the government administer AIDS, so I guess we just pray like the minister say, I look out the bar to throw him some hot cars, things on the screen that aren't ours. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a Monday. Yes. A very special Monday. <laughs> uh, we have, uh, half of two podcasts so i feel like that make him one of his own podcast yeah you make a whole podcast yeah we have a podcast uh savant i guess would be a good word uh brandon collins who is half of comedy outliers podcast with uh mike brown uh who you know was supposed to make it but light skin privilege i don't know what it's like trapping these light skin people into doing stuff (laughs) (laughs) them eyes you know what i'm saying and then of course uh we got uh he's also half of uh you know one of my favorite movie review podcasts Mm -hmm. medium Medium popcorn Popcorn. uh what's going on brandon hey what's up guys thank thank you so much for having me on oh man thank you for coming on bro yes we appreciate you um how's everything been going by the way it's been going good, man. We just had our Pop Americano show for Comedy Outliers on Saturday, and that shit was dope. Like we had uh, Gordon Baker Bone, Francesca Ramsey from MTV's Decoded on. Um, uh, this girl Carrie Codet, who's a really funny New York comedian. This dude named John Moses, who just had his album Upper uh, Upper Middle Trash released. So it was really fun, man. We didn't talk about nothing Trump though. We didn't talk. We didn't mention his name. Like we wanted to make sure, like it was just pure pop culture shit it's just funny like we didn't want to stress anybody out with some serious shit because that's that's low-hanging fruit so that was really dope and then we got a live media popcorn show coming up that i'm really excited about because we're doing juice Mm. and being from the suburbs i don't really fully understand juice still i love juice it's gonna be fun to have chris lambert and our panel try to break that movie down for me because i'm i'm completely lost at what that juice means why it's so important why tupac went crazy I still yeah. don't know. It had a, it had the dope soundtrack too. Soundtrack was flame. Yeah, it had, I uh, guess I live in on the edge. Mm-hmm. I guess we're too close to the edge. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> no, no, it was, no, it was, I guess I didn't know the ledge. Oh, my bad. That's I jacked it, it up. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Um, <laughs> ledge, edge, it rhymes. Uh, but yeah, that was my shit, man. Um, and then, uh, Tupac in the iconic role, uh, Bishop where uh he had one of yeah, my he was crazy yeah yes. man like he was uh like people said that shit made him crazy for real in real life after he did that and that's why he was yeah crazy. that's why he got killed because he just you know tupac couldn't help himself and shit uh, <laughs> he went from a theater student to being a fucking bishop in real life he went crazy <laughs> you know he did movies after that but everybody just always looked at that one movie because he did that movie like some about cops like Thin blue line or some shit like that. Oh, gridlock. Yeah, gridlock. That's yeah, what it yeah. was. Tim yeah. Roth. Right, yeah. and and people was like, you know, I was like, well, why didn't that character save him? I mean, he was a lot more, you know, what I'm saying, reserved in that shit. But uh, he had the iconic um, line um, where he told my man, "I don't give a fuck about, uh, I don't give a fuck you? about myself. I don't give a fuck about him. I yeah. don't give a fuck about myself. He said, man, you crazy. You know what?" i've been thinking right right i am crazy like that is my shit man i used to say i used to say that shit 
all the time with uh like back in the days of message boards like i used we used to um put movie quotes in every fucking situation it didn't matter what it was and uh that shit and baby boy were two where we just kept quoting them and just like people be like rod you're so crazy i'm like you know what last time you said that i was kind of tripping right but now (laughs) you're right i am crazy and you know what else i don't give a fuck like i i i fucking love that shit man he hit that partner when he walked off oh iconic (laughs) iconic bro we uh we did above the rim uh for media pocket for our patreon page and that's another crazy tupac bro because he has that weird scar he's leon's brother and it's just like this really weird story arc where like he kills birdie matt for no reason yeah he gets shot by Marlon Wayans because Tupac probably knew that Marlon Wayans and uh, my man Dwayne were gay lovers. If you don't understand what I'm saying, rewatch that movie. It's definitely a hidden gay storyline there between those two best friends. Mm, I, you know, I, I've i never watched from that perspective. I had to rewatch, man. I just thought... Yeah, I hadn't seen it in years. I always thought Birdie killed Flip because you know, Flip was close to his brother or whatever. You know, close to Shep. And it was just a way to hurt Shep. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Birdie was crazy, but yo, still, for, for, for my money, and I will say this period of any sports movie all time, doesn't matter what you, what it is. Shep still has the best fictional sports performance in a movie, period. Like, this nigga, this nigga balled up on the motherfuckers in some work khakis and some goddamn, some work shoes, came to the game at like halftime, subbed in, came back from like down 20 and hit the game when it shot and got shot say the kid from a bullet to end the game nigga it's impossible to do better than shep period i don't give a fuck if it's teen wolf dog teen wolf ain't wanted with shep and he got flagrantly fouled with no calls at least 10 times dog they was just hitting him like punching him in his chest and shit wasn't it in the rain dude no it wasn't in the rain he just he but it was outside it was an outside court but they was just like like they was flagrant fouling like undercutting him on jump shots like it wasn't even like driving to the bucket or ah! dunks it was they was just undercutting him on jump <laughs> shots and this nigga was just like nope three more points i was like god damn like the most he did was he got fouled one time and wiped his mouth like oh, okay okay yeah. and then gave him 40 more <laughs> points that's the best performance ever dog bar none don't even don't even write <laughs> into the show dog <laughs> It's impossible. And this nigga almost died at the end to get come on, bruh. <sighs> anyway. I don't know why I thought it rained on <laughs> that such one. A random rain. Dog, that <laughs> uh, that that gives me hype. That sequence go YouTube. It's gotta be on YouTube. That sequence gives me hype every fucking time, dog. Especially when they start flagrant okay. fouling them, dog. Cause come on, flagrant fouling, bruh. Come on now. Um but yeah man uh that's good though those are some good movies to review man and i gotta say what you guys are doing the comedy outliers is dope too with the podcast yes uh for people that are like comedy nerds and kind of fans of you know inside baseball when it comes to comedy and how people feel navigating that system um you know it's it's a dope show man because y'all don't really hold much back and y'all talk about a lot of shit and uh you know and i think especially for people on the outside looking in you always do wonder how like people work in that system you know what i'm saying like how do you because because you know like comedy is so uh it's not considered like other businesses but Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways when y'all break it down it's like people can kind of relate to that even at their own jobs like it's Mm -hmm. clicks 
it's people that are power brokers people that have they're kind of gatekeepers there's people that have their favorites there's there's people that uh you know uh downplay your work and upplay theirs and and all that kind of shit man so uh it's real dope to uh to hear y'all like open up and really talk about that stuff thanks man we're trying to keep it more consistent we've been it's just mike and i've been so busy like the past few months like uh he's got a bunch of projects he's working on like and i'm just like running around with my my fucking head cut off in new york city trying to do work and so it's been really hard to keep it consistent uh the past few sundays but we're trying to get back on the grind to keep it out. Uh, it's also exhausting that he haven't heard in the podcast too. Like this comedy game's getting worse, man. Like it's just like people are looking out for the wrong people. They only try to jump on to someone who they see like about to take off or who they think might take off. No one's really trying to help out each other no more. Mm. And that's something that like, uh, people like Chris Lambert, myself, Mike Brown, uh, and a few other comics, we try to talk to each other and like try to really keep each other up because this shit's getting drained, especially like with like the white male comedian coalition gaining steam and getting getting so angry at, at everyone not just yeah. not particularly the industry like white male comics right now are like the side ch- like the side chicks on love and hip-hop right now <laughs> they're like mad like they're so bitter and mad at everybody because like i'm not getting my shot but it's like you got all the shots because right. you're getting the dick you're getting the money you're getting all the extra attention like you're getting everything you winning right now right but because you side, you technically have that title of side girl, you get you upset, mm. and that's the thing. Like white male comics right now, like uh, Jay and I talk about this one particular comment that's always complaining about. Oh, I went to this pitch meeting with Comedy Central. I gave them all these ideas, and you know they they didn't really weren't really feeling them. But if I were a POC, mm. I probably would have gotten some degree. It's like Jay always points out, like, no, maybe your ideas just suck. Yeah, it's weird because, like, comedy gets pitched as a meritocracy, right? Like, oh, if you're funny, man, you don't have to worry about that shit. Like, if you're funny, people will just hear you. People just know. And funny people make it. And if you're complaining to get funny, your shit's just not funny. But, like, it's also a lot of nepotism. It's a lot of who you know. Like, almost, I would actually venture to say probably more than other businesses, right? Like, who are you comfortable with? Like, a lot i mean it's it's kind of that thing like if mike gets on there's gonna be people that in his circle there his friends are like yo you i'm expecting you to put me on right like nigga we didn't grind this hard with each other for you to get on and be like ah fuck that nigga man you know it's a meritocracy i'm gonna go find some other people like people will, will definitely look back and be like yo that was kind of fucked up and i think that's been happening for white people for a long time you know what i'm saying where it's like i get on i just happen to select my crew to get on most of the writers are gonna be my friends and guess what most of my friends are like me you know white or white woman white male like whatever your crew is and it doesn't get to work that way for other people you know like when um you know like if a a black person gets a spot or gets a show it becomes well that's because they're black so by default the only people that deserve shows are white men right like like the only people that we say well they got that by skill only a white man can get a show by skill everybody else is some sort of like they got it because they're a woman they got it because they're black they got it because they're uh indian they got it like it's always some extra shit and they don't understand that you know especially comedians who like really try to tout themselves as like philosophers and not racist and all this shit like they don't understand the inherent racism even when they're liberal conservative whatever they don't even understand the inherent racism of that point of view of anyone not white is somehow 
getting a boost uh in this in you know in the comedy game that's such bullshit and it's crazy because like the comedy world they'll dictate who deserves the shot whether it's black woman white whatever they're the ones who dictate i mean they're not always right right but like for instance right jerry seinfeld in the late 1980s when MB- when his people pitched nbc a show they had no fucking idea what it was going to be they were just like all right, see what works. Like, they literally didn't care if the show was about nothing because they didn't give a fuck about the show. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until it was making millions that they were like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. Now I'm all in and support for you. Like, for the Carmichael show, it's the same thing. Like, I'm sure they didn't really know what they wanted to do, and he was just a dude with his family. That's what the show ended up being. But sometimes it's funny how, like, Hollywood and the industry will bump up these people to be the next big thing. But if you notice, like, I use the Carmichael show, for example, right? right. And I know friends that are writing on that show. Um, unfortunately, you know, it's no longer happening. But think about it. That was Gerard Carmichael's star vehicle. And look who blew up from that show. Mm-hmm. Lil Rel and Tiffany Haddish. Right. Like, if they had come back for season four, that would have been awkward as hell because they're supporting characters, but they're bigger than Gerard Carmichael at this point. Right. Because of Get Out and Girls Trip. So it's like, it's just weird who the industry does try to pick up and blow up at, like, various times without actually thinking about, you know what, let's give everyone a shot. Yeah. See what happened. There's so much content out, why not? Yeah, and there's like definite gatekeepers in there. That's the shit that worries me. Like, you know, like the shit with Tina Fey the other day or whatever, when people are, you know, up in arms about it and there are people that are defending it and there's a whole lot of like shut the fuck up black people, y'all need to just leave her alone. She's not a bad person type thing. And it's like, okay, dog, but she also is a showrunner. Mm-hmm. like she you know what i'm saying like she's not just a nobody you know it's not like if i said some shit and people went well fuck what's he gonna do not let me on this podcast fuck that nigga like right but with her it's like even if i'm a black person in her vicinity what the fuck can i really say to her i work like like the black people she knows work for her correct like she don't have like ain't no uh or they want to work for her like there aren't any equivalent black people in the industry that could turn to her and be like actually dog what you said was fucked up and you need to apologize uh to put it a different way when tracy morgan made that joke about stabbing his son in the chest for being gay tina fey was the first person out like this nigga gonna apologize or he won't be on my show no more and tracy you know tracy didn't mean it but he's gonna and then tracy morgan issues an apology and then you know we it quote unquote goes away but she stepped in there is no other for somebody like tina fey you know like there is no black person somewhere going guys listen tina has a good heart she went over the line a little bit with the sally him and shit you know she said a couple racially insensitive things don't worry about it she's gonna apologize it'll be fine there is no structure for that shit so that's how you end up in that scenario and i think uh with comedy for a lot of cats it's like they feel that it the joke is never wrong everybody else is so if the audience ain't fucking with the joke it's the audience fault if you know if like if another comedian or some blogger or some motherfucker doesn't like the joke it's their fault like it's like can't be how it works man right Right. like it can never ever like i the thing for me is i pay for the ticket you know what i'm saying like all these people pay for these tickets if the motherfuckers buying the tickets be like you know what dog um you're not funny then guess what dog you're not funny no matter how fucking funny you think your shit is the rule is the same for everybody they're just if you can't make these motherfuckers laugh or if you can't fucking get your set out without you know 75 motherfuckers walking out being like yo man fuck that nigga then something like that that is what you decided to do and you have to own that whether you 
you know whether you fucking like it or not you know what i'm saying I, I i don't think you gotta apologize for your jokes i don't think you have to take them back i don't even think you have to change your joke right but just own your joke like yo man motherfuckers don't like this shit but i'm gonna keep saying it fuck them right and yeah. i um, i'm sorry baby and also for sorry, me yeah. the thing oh you good baby the thing about it too is that um me and roger we love comedy and that's why we also love comedians and i and and i know listen listening to you guys uh talk and just listening to comedians i've i'm still bad but i've learned how to to, to craft some of my things in a different manner and to execute them differently and the thing is, it's amazing how people can be in, be in comedy for years and still not know how to properly craft jokes and still not know how to execute and still not know how to do crowd work. And it's a lot of mediocre white dudes out there. Let's just keep it real. Because there's a lot of white yeah. dudes. A lot of them going to be mediocre. Yeah, just by number percentage-wise. Right. Like, right, a lot of them going to be mediocre. If there's fucking uh, uh, 50, if there's 50 comedians we randomly are picking out of a hat, like because of the oversaturation of one type of person thinking i can be a comic you do end up with a lot of white men and their life experiences are very similar a lot of them niggas sound the same and, right and, and there's, there's no you know there's, I mean? there's no separation between the two and the thing i realized and it's funny though because and maybe this is my perspective white comedians are considered comedians for all anybody brown is not considered a comedian across the board you always are considered a black comedian an indian comedian yeah. lgbt you want to know trans a, comedian you, you're like well com- in my mind comedy is comedy but i i, I understand everybody don't look at it you like you know what that. you know what's wild though well i was gonna say you want to know what else is wild though i and i this is just from listening to comics talk like many many different podcasts and shit it's it's sad to me when the people that are marginalized buy into the white people shit right because then they'll be like yeah you know i don't want to go on stage to talk about being black and i'm like why not you know what i'm saying like that like we know you black when you walk your ass on that stage dog like and every white person knows it like you don't have to pretend to not be you to do like it, i'm not saying you gotta walk out there and fuck the uh the stool or you know do the dick mic thing but i'm just saying like in general make a video about me yeah 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 jl don't have to make a video about you but i'm just saying like it's not like to me it's not like um it's like a trick it's like a it's like a trick that gets pulled on people and then it's like well no 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 no. the only comedy we respect is this white male type of comedy so if you're a woman i need you to act like a white man right if you're if you're if you're a dude if you're a black dude gotta act like a white dude if you're like everybody gotta go back to white dude because that's the only thing white dudes find funny and those are the gatekeepers in the industry and not just from the like from the standard of like corporate shit but also in the audience like the way that the corporate people respect the audience they look at the audience and go we want 18 year old to 35 year old white men right you know what i'm and saying then, that's what we decided so is funny right. right and that's why all the shit sound the same right and 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 i guess for me it's somewhat frustrating um uh, and and put like this and i know some of this is biased but when i look at you and i see you black i won't i prefer for you to talk about your blackness i don't want you to sound like the mediocre white dude that's gonna tell some old bro jokes because and, and that, that's right. just my personal preference yeah talk about right, your I'm, perspective right i'm looking at nigga you got an afro what the fuck are we talking about goddamn do bro jokes for right. let's let's talk about some shit that i can relate to and that's the thing 
brown people are always brown people can relate to whiteness whiteness is they're never required to relate to blackness unless it's the trend or the mm. thing that's cool or whatever's popping for this particular period of time but you, okay so here's the thing though I like oh, oh well you got this brandon right after me i'm sorry yeah, yeah, here's the bro. thing though that's bullshit black pe- white people love our shit that's why that's why it's always been bullshit it's like you're tying you're t- yeah, you're tying your hand behind your back. Whether you know, I'm not even talking about woke. Whether it's fucking who the fuck going to NWA concerts, right? Right? Who the fuck is look at Kendrick Lamar concert? He put out a black ass album. You looking at fucking audience? Who, who eating that shit up? Who Empire had the number one rating for a second? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I hate to digress, like t- change the subject, but I got a question for y'all because I talked about this. I think either on Comedy Outliers or Mini Park. I got so many fucking shows now. I went to um uh the governor's ball right mm-hmm. and donald glover was there and there was in uh wu-tang nothing but like white teenagers mm-hmm. donald glover you know he, he he has some profound shit but he says nigga a lot right mm-hmm. and these white people just shouting it and it's like i can't fight all y'all ray schmerz and ray schmerz performed i can't fight all these white people how do y'all feel i mean it's been happening since hip-hop started right yeah but how do y'all feel like we need to address that going forward especially the fact that a lot of these white people don't fucking have our back when shit really goes down even though they appropriate our culture and love all things black yeah i don't go to concerts but if i did i probably wouldn't i'm I'm just i'm just being real but if i did i probably wouldn't give a fuck about that like honestly like if like if they if if kanye west puts uh she ain't nothing but a gold digger she ain't fucking with no broke niggas I expect them white people to say the words. I don't expect them to not say it because my black ass is at the concert. Um, I'm just gonna have to feel a way about it. I don't expect the artist to not put nigga in his song if that's the way he talk. You know, it just is what it is. But white people know the rules. They not stupid. Like they know when they around Rod at at my house or at their house or at a party, they know not to say that shit to me whether it's in a song or not. Or it's gonna be some, uh, you know, it's gonna be a discussion about that shit. So, you know, I, at a at a concert, I mean, they get a pass to me. I don't, I mean, you know, and I'm not speaking for every nigga. I'm just saying I'm not about to fight fifteen thousand white people yeah. at a con. It just seems so pointless. And and for me specifically, that shit doesn't bother me. That's not the relationship I have with the word nigga. Where you uh, know, I just yeah. immediately start swinging on white people and shit in public. Like, I don't give a fuck. That, that might be me just growing up in Michigan, but I, like sometimes I like I see red and I envision Daenerys just swooping down with a dragon <laughs> and burning all the white people saying nigga, and I'm like yeah girl. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like I imagine uh, niggas are uh, like I'm. I say niggas so much, but I do. I imagine that white people in general are way racist, way more racist when I'm not around. Correct. And when I'm around. Oh, yeah. So I guess Correct. I just don't have a high opinion. Like, Oh, a high expectation. Yeah, like I wouldn't be shocked. Like even when a white person says some shit like nigga to my face, I've never been shocked. I've just been more like, come on, dog. You know what I mean? Like I don't even have the, like I see some people that be like, man, motherfucker say to me, I'll tell you right now, I'll kill this motherfucker. I'm like, it ain't even like that for me. It's just more like, why, why would you just disrespect me like that? Like, can't you just keep that shit to yourself like in your head or whatever you know if i'm in a car with a white person they driving and a rap song come on they start being like nigga i'll be like come on man like it's that simple to me i've never had to do the you know we didn't land on plymouth rock speech Ah! for that shit like it's just always been like come on man and then normally they feel embarrassed and then they don't do it you know and if they don't you know if they're not your friend then what you gonna do and 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 i guess uh my thing uh is that like 
something that Brandon was talking about, I think that is, and you were talking about before, I think that it's strange that white people consume black shit, but it's hard for black people to break into the industry that's predominantly white. And cause white, cause our shit does sell and our shit move units. Anything that brown people or the others come into, we end up taking over. Well, a lot of it's because they holding us back, though. That's what I'm saying, and I don't want to. I don't want to see black people hold themselves back. Correct. Which is the shit that fucks with me is when, because it's like you look at say Bill Burr, right? Bill Burr is funny as fuck, mm-hmm. but part of the reason Bill Burr is funny is because he's not scared to talk about shit. Right. Like he'll talk about something that's about to be racially uncomfortable. He'll talk about something that's about to be uncomfortable gender wise or whatever. But he also understands like the audience and the way that the atmosphere of the public is currently. So he'll incorporate that into the bit. It's not like he's going out there saying, let me say the most offensive shit I can say. Right. Piss everybody off in the room and call that funny. Like that's not what he's doing. That's he's- what some white people uh, do in New York, man. Right. Exactly. Go to, uh, and that's just o- not funny. Open mic. That's what a lot of these white people are trying to do now. Especially right. after Trump elected. Yeah, Trump activated a lot of white folks and this is like, it was already kind of out there with comedy because comedy is kind of almost like the Gamergate shit sometimes with certain white dudes like kind of grouped together and then it's all like this weird racist group think but they not calling you nigger but they doing they it's real close where you like and these motherfuckers sound racist i don't know it's like a, it's like reading a reddit thread or some shit we like i don't know these motherfuckers <laughs> sound a little uh i just don't feel too comfortable with these points but but like i think trump activated that shit in the same way we seeing like white supremacists getting in the streets mm-hmm. and you seeing people that typically used to use coded language coming out and being a little more provocative a little more clear i think you hear it in comedy man there's certain um i think i was listening to chris lambert he was talking about movie podcasts listen to it some white people talking about moonlight and how they were just shitting on like these black movies they were shitting on girls trip they were shitting on moonlight mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah they feel more comfortable they feel like people have their back now they have a president that has their back people that are in the audience now that would have typically felt a little uncomfortable saying let me shit on this black movie but i'm not i'm gonna have a different standard for this white movie yeah, you, they don't feel that way. So a lot of these these yeah. motherfuckers feel. Uh, somebody brought it up in the chat. Uh, even on the liberal side with Bernie, a lot of them feel activated by the whole like, this is identity politics. Don't don't give in to the race baiting. Right. They feel activated by that shit. So they talking differently than they were before November. And I don't expect them to notice it because they white. But we notice it because we black. Like we can't not notice it. We like, hey, bro, you didn't talk like this before like you never brought up this shit in another movie like where did when did this where did this come from and, and it's it's like i think also black people on heightened awareness so we noticing shit now that we used to let slide now you gotta be like damn man you one of them people that voted for trump on a low or not like what like you one of them people that that don't fuck with me you know like are you like tom brady like you right. got the, you got the make america great hat again <laughs> in your locker but you don't come out and say uh you know you don't come out and say the things trump says but you clearly support the things he says it's that kind of shit and i think that's that's what that's what people are feeling i mean my boy i mean we already mentioned chris lambert but i talked to a few other comedian black comedians in new york that also do podcasts and stuff and we just been talking a lot about these white centric podcasts that talk about racial for no reason like you don't need to bring it up like if right. you don't have a different perspective y'all can't all just be chanting about the same thing and these are mostly liberal white people too right but then no one's calling them out being like hey you know we're like five white guys talking about why black people shouldn't do this or why women shouldn't feel this way like there's no fucking perspective anymore right. that's what baffles me especially in the, the com- comedy world 
Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, so you're good. You can't get mad when women don't respond to a certain joke that you think is funny on that angle, or when black people don't really fuck with you on this one joke because you're talking about how Black Lives Matter is like obsolete or like you know just riles up shit. Like, because mm-hmm. there's no nothing funny about that. Yeah, it's not it's a just, coincidence. You know crazy. what I mean? Like, it's that. Uh, but that's the thing, though. Like, I think people are noticing it more, and I think people. Um, you know like i said white people have become activated by this shit in a way that they don't even realize so you do have people feeling way more comfortable karen brought it up yesterday on the show when we had a black president do you notice how many black people got jobs off of that shit even if it was just like the news channel bringing on a black person to bring to discuss something even if it was just like you know hey we can't have this comedy uh the sitcom without having you know like a black person has to be on there just as like even if it's just a token black person like we need to give them a substantial role you know shows with black leads we had way more shows with black leads these eight years um you know uh like pushes for diversity at the oscars and shit like that we had people feeling more emboldened to talk about that shit and i feel like that was a big thing for people and now that you know you have a white supremacist in the office people feel a lot less uh like they have to like they feel a lot less compelled to be like well let's get the black opinion on this they're like that's old shit that's right that's black right. lives matter that's 2008 man we we on 2016 who gives a fuck about anybody's opinion other than white people look that the country has spoken that's what matters to them and it's it's sad that it's that way but i just think about the people in the industry trying to break in trying to trying to navigate that shit and i'm like it's got to be hard and that's in an industry that claims to be so fucking open-minded and all this shit but they don't make them freedom of speech arguments for kaepernick they don't make them you know what i mean they don't they don't they don't like they don't they don't never come to our side of the table with with all that shit it's always just for white shit right and and the thing is me on the outside looking in and one thing i could say about jl and i applaud him for is that and one reason why a lot of people don't fuck with jl is because JL is like, look, this industry is fucked up. We're supposed to be about edginess. We're supposed to be about being different. We're supposed to be about calling people out. But when it's done to us internally, everybody freaks the fucking fool. And you're like, but isn't this part of comedy? And everybody's, no, 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 no. I can't be the butt of the joke. I make the jokes. I push the jokes out. But me, myself, I could never be... Uh, the, it's like comedy don't want to make fun of itself, mm-hmm. you know. And but what's the point of comedy? And I, I don't, know, don't know if this makes sense. Like that almost defeats the point of comedy. It's like everything could get poked at, even the industry itself. And the thing about it, it's like a two edged sword. It's like a two edged sword when it comes to this. Okay, let's say you follow the rules. You do everything they supposed to do you do the bringer shows you you're out here grinding you're doing all this you're doing all that okay every time it's time for your name to pop in the list to go on uh let's say some a big stage you always getting fucking bypassed right. you're doing everything yep. you're supposed to do you're, you're you're submitting your tapes you're following the rules you're you're linking up with people well they can then always fall back on the you're not funny Right, right 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 like you just got to get funnier yeah. it's like but hold up why do black people got to get funnier consistently right and you know then, what i mean and, and, and then when we get something it's never because we're funnier right it's and, always and, because we black right and and that's the problem that's the two-edged sword because it's one of the things where 
if i follow the rules you don't want to fuck with me if i stick my middle finger up and say fuck you and create my own shit and say well fuck y'all i'm gonna go off to the side Mm -hmm. i'm gonna create my own shit i'm gonna grind i'm gonna build it from scratch it's not fucking respected or the only time it's respected is when i don't need your goddamn help i mean look at the podcast list like how many black podcast lists uh have we not made how that's, many, you know what I mean? Pissed. I think I hit you up all the time whenever I see you guys omitted from a list. I'm like, you motherfuckers don't understand. <laughs> Who the hell are these people? But, but it's, but it's like, that's the, that's the game, right? Like the game that's is the game. like, if you're not playing, if you're not playing the game, if you're not validated by like some other white entity, and this isn't a shade to any other, other podcast, mm. but like, if we were the, the blackout test brought to you by, brought to you by blank, right it will be a lot easier to like to digest us itunes will want to put us on their front page come on you know people that um you know people will want to have us on their shows people will want to um get us at their conferences and shit we the stuff that we are getting we've done that ourselves yes sir nobody else could ever take credit for that like that shit is the stuff we earn that makes it so much better though man i mean i remember for outliers like starting that from like a random monthly bar show to eventually get to New York Comedy Festival on our own merit. Like no right. one like no one had to go bend backwards or do anything crazy for us. It's just like they called a few people, they're like, Hey, we heard the show's really good. They're like, Absolutely put it in the fucking festival and we got in. Because right. we built that reputation for years. It took us years. And that's the thing too, like this industry is exhausting because it takes so long just to just to get your name out there and be consistent. Right. That's the thing too. A lot of fucking comics too, they're not consistent. And that's like the one thing that like Mike and I have learned along with like his Decepticons crew and Chris Lambert, like it's consistency. Like you just gotta stay on the grind and not get discouraged and shit. I think that's one thing that kind of happened with JL is that he kind of got discouraged a few times where he would start and stop. And then that just added to the anger that he has in comedy. Um, right. Cause he's a really talented writer and executor, but it's just like he also gets really caught up in anger. And I almost got that way too, but then I started writing a lot more. I was just like, you know, fuck the stand-up comedy politics for now. Right. I'm going to focus on writing and I'm working on some other shit. So that also helped out too. Like, cause you got to give yourself options, man. Yeah, that's, definitely. That's what you know, I think, I think that's the thing. Like, um, I, I'm one of those people. I, I internalize shit by, and by internalize, I mean, I look at myself and go, what can I can control? And I just, I just work on that. Like I can't control the fact that, you know, people will listen to us. Maybe they write for somebody and they don't write about us correct you know what i mean like you can't like you can't get caught up in that because when you look at a lot of these lists and shit like that it's all comes down to that mm-hmm. you know not to mention once we made some of these lists i realized like oh we do more for the list than they do for us come on in every single case dog like we did more to get their website hits than they got us new listeners come very on. few people hit us up and go i heard about you from this thing i read right almost everybody yeah. that fuck with us is the opposite it's like oh i go i went and read this article because y'all said y'all were in it you know that kind of thing so um but you know i i think it's just interesting because um comedy is that that industry that really promotes itself as like talent wins out over everything but it's kind of like the same as the nfl with Kaepernick, where it's like until it doesn't right like like until until it doesn't like it, it sounds good until you know it doesn't and then when a nigga gets something they gotta work twice as hard to prove that they got it not because i'm black and i'm like why the fuck would would i care about that uh Chappelle show 
one of the most watched comedy shows of all time still probably got the record for most dvds sold for a comedy show mm-hmm. that show was black as fuck yes sir yep. like 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 no offense but white people don't know what the fuck they be talking about mm-hmm. like they be like uh take that out your act take do this do that i'm like you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about because you'll sit up here and run off quote after quote skit after skit of Chappelle's show why do you like Chappelle's show that's what i don't understand about like white people when they come up to me like do you watch insecure i'm like why the fuck are you watching it? Yeah. Like, that, that shit's not for you, but okay. I mean, who <laughs> they, do you relate to? Is it fucking Issa? Is it fucking Lawrence? I don't think so, but yeah, they, I, I appreciate the ratings for the show. They love our <laughs> shit, dog. You know what I mean? Like, we got white listeners. You know what? Like, as, as, yeah. like yeah. as, as honest as we get to be about race, we still got white people that fuck with us because they like, yeah, we know we ain't shit. You know what I mean? Like I, I listen to uh Masandri with Ray and uh, uh Marsha and Ray, and I'll be like, yeah, because I mean, men ain't shit, but this y'all funny, y'all are smart, yep. y'all break shit down from an angle I wouldn't have necessarily thought of myself, and I fuck with this show because it's so good. If I can do that as a man, listening to a show called Masandri where uh a lot of these dudes get triggered by just a fucking name, right? Um, if I can do that as a man, then I, I'm assuming a white person can do that for us. You know what I mean? Like it's not that fucking big of a leap. So shit is hot. It's gonna it's gonna pop anyway. But it's just funny because, like like I said, I see some of these conversations. I'm like, yo, these white people are trying to trick you into holding yourself back. Don't don't yeah. go out and try to be the best version of them. Be the best version of you. Whatever the fuck that is. You know what I mean? Right. What whatever that is. And it's one thing uh, that I know I try to encourage myself. And I try to encourage other people, like you said, you have to keep grinding, you have to keep working, you have to keep putting yourself out there, and be the best you you can be. And it's one of those things where people say this all the time, but it's like, hey, if you don't open the door for me, I have to make a pathway myself. Yeah, I'm just saying, man, uh, it's a lot of talent out here. Don't hold yourself back. It is. If you listen to this shit, period. I don't give a fuck what industry you in, right? What you do do your shit and just try to make it you the most authentic you because that's the only thing that can't be copied like people people will hit us up sometimes and be like man i heard this podcast and they did this thing the way that y'all do this thing and i'm like was rod and karen on it they don't hit me up about it i don't give a fuck they can't possibly do what the fuck we do so it's so it's a wrap you know what i mean like you don't have to worry about anybody copying you when your shit is real what they they gonna always be a step behind then because they gotta wait for me to do it so they can try to hop on it you know so all right that's that's everybody everybody to be the the best you you can be and by that i mean leave a five-star review for my medium popcorn and comedy outliers podcast Mm -hmm. exactly stitch your automatic be the best listener you could be by leaving a review okay let them know y'all appreciate them right in become a patron okay Mm -hmm. be a patriot i want to say real quick about uh uh, you guys have you guys have a really supportive fan base, and y'all people's been fucking with us, especially with meeting popcorn over the past few months. I get some of the creepiest white guy messages though, because mm. on me and popcorn, I say, you know, five star reviews make me hard. Yeah, they be tweeting at me like, I'm glad you'll get your rocks off to this one, giving screenshots. I'm like, nah, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing that. Though. Oh, that's, that's weird. That's entirely too much. I don't know why they would <laughs> do that. Hopefully, those guys don't come from us. Uh, hopefully, those mm-hmm. are just random regular white people. Uh, <laughs> Rod and Karen sent me from the black guy with tips, and uh, God, they, they said they hot. Are you hot too? Put a little something on this dick, real quick. Uh, but nah, that's that's cool, man. Uh, matter of fact, I, I should probably do the intro for this show. 
uh this is the blackout tips you can find us up. we got to a black ass conversation right away yeah we, we, we just jumped right in <laughs> like, it's like an episode of rick and morty you just say oh this is happening yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so this is the blackout tips find us on itunes and stitcher uh leave us five star reviews the um you know the show can be found at the dot um appreciate everybody listening out there um especially the people that are listening for uh premium stuff uh uh i still owe y'all a review for um the dark tower uh mm-hmm. some shit fell through with justin because his flight got delayed uh oh, damn yeah you and these podcast partners man these browns you know what i'm saying <laughs> gotta gotta look into some different last names to help out but uh yeah so i'm gonna still get y'all that review though um and uh but we still got plenty of stuff out there and we gonna still do um a nerd off this week we're gonna do bossy sports this week they'll both be on friday so i'm gonna be pulling a fucking double header on that shit but hopefully karen can be here Woo! for uh nerd off so that'll mm-hmm. be cool um and then uh what else was i gonna say Nah, that's about it uh no sponsor today uh make sure you guys um make sure y'all guys support the official weapon of the show oh that taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball <laughs> extreme um so all right it's a lot of stuff going on in the world today a lot of news to get to okay i guess oh, we, we, we could start with the first thing which is of course um the solar eclipse the solar eclipse yeah. y'all it was everywhere bruh everybody was listen here's what i understand first of all like i went into my apartment office today <laughs> to pick up a package and there were two people in there one of them is this black woman that works there and uh we we got a pretty decent report now she likes my shirts like mm-hmm. we had a it, it was funny like we had an actual uh emotional connection because she knew my shirt was from bob's burgers Aww. and then we started she was like i love that show i was like i love that show oh my god tina is my favorite and i was like well i want to be uh i want to be more of a louise but i'm so much of a tina and she like yeah um this conversation got way too deep real quick i was like you're right i gotta back off of this my bad thanks for my package but um but, but then she, she like, like tina uh, like Tina all slowly. <laughs> do, you ever think, do you ever think guys have deuteruses? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, I like when Tina was Dina. Y'all remember that episode? Yeah. With the ponytail yeah. in. Uh, she's like, what would Dina do? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then another yes. time we talked about gumball and then she talked oh i love gumball yeah so we ended up talking about a whole bunch of like cartoon network shows and teen titan and shit so we cool all right me and her cool but there's a white woman that works there i don't know her like that so i came in to get my package and she and she and a, and a black woman got up and she just went to go get the package she was like oh i know who it is i know right I'm that's right how back. they do me when, when when i come in they spot you out and just go on in the back right but the white woman was like so um you excited about the solar eclipse today and i like so this is a i don't know if this is an introvert thing or a uh i don't know for people that just are always in their head but so i knew the right answer was yes because that would make the conversation shorter but it took me a second to because i was about to tell her the truth was like no, no i don't give a fuck like why would this why like it's just a fucking it like it's gonna be dark for two minutes and then we'll all forget that this shit happened why yeah. who gives a fuck i'm not gonna look into the, the sky the sun i didn't get a cereal box i did no scientific preparation for this i know the rules to like there's so many rules it, it like it's the same rules jackie christie has for doug christie looking at other women 
when it comes to scientists telling us to look at the sun they'd be like nope don't look it in the eyes you can't take pictures <laughs> with it uh don't do it on your phone you got to do it through a little box and some dark ass shades you can't see nothing else from way across the way i'm like it's too much it's too many rules like what is this an orgy like i can't <laughs> it's too many it's too many rules i don't feel comfortable right um but i didn't want to tell her all that so i just said uh yes and uh the black woman started laughing like a motherfucker because she knew that she was lying i was lying like shit. she just caught me off guard uh (laughs) but uh yeah so i didn't see the eclipse uh i didn't take any pictures of it Mm -hmm. we was eating what i did do is i took (laughs) i took pictures of people taking pictures of the eclipse fucking up their eyes and their cell phones the people done told you you look you looking at directly it's like medusa you gonna fuck up fuck up your corneas and they were like fuck it then they said don't use your cell phones you're gonna fuck around and have to use that warranty and the people gonna look like solar eclipse was not included in your 9.99 a month and they say if even looking through your phone it doesn't block the uv rays yeah. of the sun oh. so you still could go blind and since it's your cornea your cornea doesn't have nerve endings in it that sense pain so you won't know that your shit is fucked up there's no amount of sun you can look at to go ouch my eyes hurt i'm starting to go blind like there is no amount of time so just don't do it is what they were yeah, saying fucking my cornea Right. You ain't gonna get my corneas. Right. I need right. these. And, th- and then they was telling people that it will be, cause for some people, it's up to 12 hours before you can actually tell. So some people are not even gonna tell if their eyes are temporarily or permanently fucked up to tomorrow. Right. And I think, <laughs> I think the only people that should look into the sun are people that don't believe in global warming. You know, cause y'all really gonna let these yes. punk ass scientists tell y'all what to do. These elite liberal scientists, y'all really think they telling y'all the truth? Look at the sun then. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, mm-hmm. if they lying about global warming, what else are they lying about? Scare that motherfucker till you go blind. Honey, I was, I was, I was looking at that sun like that sun was the pimp trying to choose me. I was looking all down at the ground going, <laughs> nope, I don't want to be chose. I was like, fuck you, son. I was not paying that bitch nobody's attention. And they was all excited, talking about, you want glasses? I was like, I'm not going out there with y'all. They was like, you not? Nope. They was like, well, we going to watch it on TV. I don't care. I'm not going to see it. It kind of fucked nope. up. It fucked up my whole vibe because, you know, I like to think of myself as a humble man that's not smarter than anybody else. I could, you know, we all just, we all here on the planet together. We all know the same rules. Some of us have more information than others. We we use that to navigate our lives but none of us are necessarily smarter than the others we just get some people get better opportunities and better chances some people work harder at learning certain things they might be smart in one area but dumb in another right and i was that that's really my my chi that's what i try to that's my vibe that's what i try to roll with but i'm gonna tell you something man watching all these dumbass motherfuckers stare at the sun I started feeling real smart, man. I was like, maybe I am smarter than it was most uh, people. It was hilarious. It was hilarious because, like I said, we had, I'm sorry, but we had went out to eat. So we were just sitting there eating and it just got dark all of a sudden. And then it got Before it was again. dark. No, before it got dark, I saw motherfuckers with no glasses on staring at the sun waiting. Like, nope. hurry up, son. See, it was all white people, right? Yeah, it was yeah, all white people. Yeah, yeah, see, that's the thing. They don't use the time right. See, what I did was I took a sick day. Mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling well. I watched some porn, took a nap. Right. Ah! By the time I got up, it was like, oh, 
the eclipse happened. Okay, cool. Yeah, talk to Rodney Carey. Like like I said, man, it has the, the the solar eclipse got the same rules as an orgy, and I treated it like one. I stayed home and jacked off. I didn't need to go. I was fine. <laughs> just, I just feel bad for the people that woke up during those two minutes from the nap and were like, "Fuck, I'm late for work." Is it morning or the night? What time is it? Just messed them up. And I think the the thing about it was for me because it was hilarious because I was actually walking outside when people were staring up at the sun with their glasses and they look like 3D glasses. So mm-hmm. one of the girls, she was like, "You want you want to watch the eclipse?" I was like, "Nah, I'm good." Uh, and it was hilarious. It was a white woman. She was like, "I got the official glasses." I looked down at them. I was like. You know, some of those are fake too, right? They said yeah. that some of those that NASA certified were fake. Yeah, but and I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those just look like the little glasses you used to get in those dinosaur books <laughs> as a kid that had the 3D images. Right. So they would pop a little bit. I'm gonna sue you. Like, no. I'm gonna sue you, but I'm already blind. Fuck that shit. Right, but but they they shit was official because it was hilarious. I put them bitches on and I couldn't see jack shit. I looked at her like, where am I going? She was like, I didn't even know where the sun was. She was like, oh yeah, look up there. It was gorgeous, and then I took them bitches off and left. Um, yeah, I I, I just wasn't a fan, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I just the only thing I'm really looking forward to is in a couple of days when we find out who got superpowers during the solar clip. Ah, oh yeah, because yeah. that's how Who's it happened. A hero now? Yeah, yeah, that's how it happened on Heroes, yeah. and I feel like you know I look forward to my racially appropriate superpowers because you know Heroes had to, they was kind of racist. But <laughs> oh, Yo, yeah. what happened to that cast, man? Like everybody out of work. Except well, maybe Hayden, Petey, Hayden Peter, and, uh, Milo. Those the only right. ones working, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Petrelli is uh, the, the father on This Is Us, and uh, Hayden Penitentiary. Is that her last name? Pater- yeah, I think Something so. Like yeah, yeah. She went out and uh, did Nashville, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, honey. So that's her shit, honey. Yeah, so well, the Asian guy, the black kid, the Indian dude, like none of them did nothing, man. Yeah, I feel like Ali Larder got some jobs doing some things, maybe a couple more gigs. But in general, yeah, I don't think anybody really blew up off of that shit. No. Plus, the black dude had the power to steal shit. Like, I ain't like that. Like, that, <laughs> that shit was racist, dog. The Asian dude wanted a sword. And the other dude, yeah. uh, he got stuck in a video game. I was like, this shit racist, man. Who wrote this? Yeah, y'all need it. It's like when, uh, it's like an episode of Community when they were in the video game and everything was mad racist. Yes. Like Donald Glover was like, who fucking created this shit? <laughs> yeah, right. There's an old country dude like KFC, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. And and my thing is I look forward to the articles that talk about the people that temporarily went blind or blind. And I look forward to the articles of people taking their phones up to the phone companies. And the phone companies are like, we ain't paying for that shit. Mark my word, you will see articles of white folks crying either because they blind or they can't use their warranties. Yeah um all right man but yeah that was my eclipse day guys i didn't mm-hmm. even look at that shit Mm-mm. i just wasn't that excited about it i heard it only happens every hundred years but i'm like whatever um <laughs> that's why people was excited because i was like I, I mean i can watch a replay on fucking youtube who, who gives a fuck well, I got a lot of yeah people. apparently i'm oh, sorry karen Mm-mm, go ahead baby i was gonna say apparently like systematic racism occurs every hundred years too so, right like, yeah I don't need to see- 
I wanted to see the eclipse just to feel like, oh, what's a lot of time? I'm seeing everything. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was racist. It was only two minutes. America was great also when it was uh, two, <laughs> the last hundred years. Um, all right, so there's news, right? Um, and there's all kinds of stuff going around. Um, did y'all, uh, I forgot to ask though, Brandon, did you watch Insecure last night? I did. You, um, you don't gotta ask me that, Rod. Do you feel, well, you know, sometimes people have to wait a day or two. You know, you can't always catch it live. As soon as Game of Thrones is over, I take a great, a little break to debrief. Right. And then I put on the HBO Go and I watch Insecure right after. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. See, I watch mine on TV, so I have to watch Ballers in between. Uh, yeah, I know is, Ballers ratings probably went through the roof because people's like, I'm not turning the channel. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. No. But, uh, anyway, um, I gotta say, man, um, very irresponsible for them to not put a condom on that dick pic that Issa got. <laughs> yes, was, uh, yes. I honey. love how she didn't tell Daniel at all. Like what it was. I mean, like she wasn't gonna tell him like, oh, I got a dick pic from this other nigga. But right, it's just so funny that he came through in the clutch and she's just like, oh, we just friends, right? I'm like, oh, you you a bad girl now. Mm-hmm. Look you, at you. you know, she tried hard to be a hoe, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and you can tell it's kind of awkward for her, even though she's. It's almost like she, she like a semi-ho. She like not full-fledged because it's like <laughs> she still want to care and and, yeah. and shit like that. And it's one of those things where she don't want to quote-unquote catch feelings. But I do give her credit because I understand he hugged her and, and she was like, hey, I don't want you to get too close because, you know, last time I wasn't truthful with you. I'm letting you know I'm out here fucking other niggas. So don't, don't think you're the only one now yeah i uh well it'll be interesting to see where that goes because that could be a bunch of shit you know that could also be you know that relationship denial shit that people do where they really do feel a certain way about people because you know she was also asking this nigga about going out to eat tacos with him afterwards and shit uh so you know she also did call this nigga when she got in the car crash and um you know like even though she said not to come pick her up he did get his ass up and go i still think it goes back to that moment when daniel saw her in the club at the party and he was like yeah i'm I'm good you know i'm over it and i had a little twinge of that like uh you know how you t- how dudes try to like man up and be like no nah, no nah, i'm yeah. straight i'm straight i had a little bit of that with daniel like maybe he not good like maybe he's just I, saying I, this because it would be the well, right thing to say to her yeah, to make her feel like you know like yeah i'm over it don't worry about me but maybe he's not over it man he really I, did I, like Issa. they never got a shot you know we're definitely stretching that out a little bit more because now that lawrence like feels like they're dating yeah and he's all paranoid like, oh was she playing me the whole time and shit yeah so it's gonna be interesting to see like you know it's gonna be a love triangle for a while that's probably gonna be the love triangle of the show yeah i kind of like going back to that too you yeah, know and i wanna i, I just want to ask Issa, was that dick pic worth that worth that thousand dollar deductible you got to pay now uh, well, obviously not. <laughs> I, dick pics are free on the internet, so obviously apparently it was worth it because she sure wrecked. No, it, that that does not make it worth it just because she got in the wreck. That that's that's not like she said. Oh, a dick pic. Now I'm gonna crash my car. Can I, I had a feeling that it was gonna be a car crash because she's always on her phone in the car. So I was like, man, she's gonna get old. Oh, that happened. All right. Right. But yeah, she man. I still felt it was very irresponsible because they didn't show a condom on the penis, and uh, <laughs> they got to do better next season. Okay, Issa, if you're listening to this, come on, step it up. Well, then I'm anti-condom. Don't mm-mm. put that condom on that penis. Okay, no, you might no. catch a virus. You get got virus in your phone now because you ain't wrap up. Protect those. Protect yourselves, guys. <laughs> this is how it starts. What's, 
what kind of dirty shit have you been doing if you can spread an std through a phone i'm talking about safety okay <laughs> i'm not want to be like usher i want to be safe yeah we, we got to with raise the, the standards with the black show mm, it's a black show and too many black people got stis guys and only this tv show can save us okay i know i stopped using condoms after after i first saw the <laughs> first episode i said well done with these just throw them in the trash because <laughs> i am a sheep uh <laughs> speaking of sheep uh josh whedon his wife put him on blast y'all mm-hmm. Uh, apparently Josh Whedon um, got a divorce uh, from his wife well, they were married for 16 years together for like about 20 so she wanted them like old school, like the before they were somebody type wives yep. yeah, and yeah. yeah and she decided that um, she needed to get some shit off her chest cause she had been quiet for too long she she <laughs> uh and you know a lot of people see joss whedon as this like super feminist kind of woke white dude um he's made uh buffy mm-hmm. uh, firefly. firefly firefly dollhouse uh he did the avengers yep. um he's gotten like awards for his feminism and his work in the industry um so i think that's a big uh that's a big part of it um and you know as as a public figure he's seen as you know like i think they even he's gonna direct batgirl yeah you know which is you know in the industry with the comic book industry now is looking at it like look if it's a movie about black people have a black person direct it if it's a movie about a woman have a woman direct it if it's you know like they're looking at it like that they went out and said we feel comfortable even after gal gadot and uh pat uh patty uh jenkins, pat jenkins even after they made wonder woman they still went and got josh whedon and said batgirl right because they feel comfortable with his you know his image and all that shit well she's saying he's a uh feminist in the streets but he is a scoundrel in the sheets he's been cheating on her for years <laughs> oh, shit. i didn't even tell her to play that uh but uh yeah um she wrote an article and uh i'll read it uh but i feel like i need to oh, pro- no. yeah i know i'm sorry but I feel like I need the appropriate backing uh, music in okay. order to do this. All right. Let me find the right song real quick. Um, all right, here we go. Ah! <clears throat> I've been asked some questions by the press recently about my voice from Josh Whedon, to whom I was married for 16 years there is misinformation out there and i feel the best way to clear up the situation is to tell my truth let me begin by saying i'm a very private person and the act of writing this is antithetical to who i am and everything i stand for Mm. yet at the same time i feel compelled to go on the record and clear up some misperceptions i don't think it's fair for to me or other women to remain silent any longer i met joss in 1991 i was driving across country to massachusetts on a whim and i met (laughs) that's the whitest sentence i've ever read in my life (laughs) 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 only white people can do i was driving to massachusetts on a whim okay it was it was the leaves were changing and i just felt like (laughs) i'd have nothing to do i'm glad they feel safe enough to just do that like hey i'm gonna just hit the road and see what the the life takes me i gotta i gotta find myself okay (laughs) i went on a journey anyway uh white girls gonna be getting killed in random places yeah (laughs) 
right that's why every serial killer got a couple randoms you just like what the fuck was she even doing out there right and i met him when i was passing through los angeles wait massachusetts and you met him when you were passing yeah. through los angeles she was taking them country the, the, the cross country tours you know how white folks can just drive across country how, what? whatever they feel where like did it. the trip start compton like how's that possible what are the I what's the logistics know. of that Mm-mm. they could just get in the That's car really and go anywhere okay all right karen uh and man yeah, they don't have the same restrictions we do i'm not talking about restrictions i'm talking about geography where oh. the fuck was the start point if it took you through los angeles <laughs> to go to massachusetts that's oh, what i'm asking oh, okay how what's the route siri <laughs> siri route, route that. 66 yeah siri can't route that oh <laughs> uh, anyway uh <laughs> Siri kept saying recalculate, recalculate. I started in Malibu and then I worked my way <laughs> worked on my down. Way up. Uh, <laughs> anyway, back to the song. <clears throat> I mean, back to the uh, story. <laughs> um, we fell in love and I moved to LA so we could be together. Mm. I was with him when his Buffy the Vampire script was adapted and result- the resulting movie released. It was painful to see how his vision was interpreted by the production team. And on our honeymoon to England in 1995, I urged him to figure out how to turn it into a TV show. Come on. He didn't want to work in television oh, anymore. Shit. Following his father's and grandfather's footsteps, but I convinced him it was the fastest way to get the experience he needed. So he could direct his own film someday. I had no idea in that lovely gardening bath that I, it would change everything. First of all, the amount of privilege in all this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just up and moved to Los Angeles because she fell in love with this mm-hmm. nigga while taking a cross country trip. Uh, got it from LA, got in LA somehow from Massachusetts, right? Uh, this nigga got. She planted these seeds too. She's planted seeds like I helped him plan the TV show. Mm-hmm. I gave him encouragement. Right. She got. She got all that divorce money. Yeah, I mean, they already got divorced, so I don't know. I don't think she's saying this even for the money. Uh, now, here's the thing, though. This nigga got a movie made. And she was like, he was so upset with his movie that I said, start a TV series. I had to convince him to do that. And he did it because he's a white man. He got it done. And the reason he didn't want to do it, because his dad and grandfather worked in the television industry nigga the privilege is seeping uh and i don't then, want them daddy and uncle are gonna keep me behind right? I don't, they're gonna I don't, be looking over my back the whole time i won't be like my rich Shut ass daddy up. and my rich ass granddaddy why can't i step out on my own i want to do movies they did tv so then she also mentions these niggas went to europe for their honeymoon mm-hmm. and she convinced him fancy. to do right fancy as fuck and she convinced this nigga to do uh the tv series in the love in that lovely garden and bath man that's white people news right there her life has been nice i'm just saying there were times you know what i'm saying i'm just saying it's a lot of people out there like i'll let a nigga cheat on me for 20 years of this life okay ah! like no no offense you know what i mean i'm sure it's a lot of heartache but there's a lot of people out there that's like listen i got cheated on by a nigga that work at subway okay so uh, I will happily trade you <laughs> these this deadbeat ass motherfucker uh, for your problems and flying around the globe. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> there were times in our relationship that I was uncomfortable with the attention Josh paid other women. He always had a lot of female friends, but he told me it was because his mother raised him as a feminist. So he just liked women better. 
he said first of all that is the weakest of excuse i do like women better as friends but that's because women are literally mm-hmm. they really are better people like men are smell better uh i was gonna say even if you don't even if you talk to them on just like oh, the internet smell? yeah uh, i wasn't just talking about hanging there oh uh, yeah i will absolutely uh i don't know you know that's a good question i don't know man with beers now i'm not sure women do smell better than us <laughs> but dudes will step mm. their game their beer game up they be smelling all nice with them beers true, true. i would say it depends on the dude you know yeah. what i'm saying like i've met some dudes where i'm like this nigga smell good you know like i'm not trying to fuck him but he smell good <laughs> like what kind of like, like like you ever you ever dap somebody up and they come back and be like man what kind of product are you uh <laughs> i know if they do be like women now what, what, right. what you using that that's that that luxurious when they shake my hands like ooh right what kind of right i've had a few conversations with dudes now where i'll be like oh man you ain't on that oil your handmade dog listen you gotta get this they got this lotion right anyway so i don't know i can't even really say that's what it is it's just you know the odds of a man being trash are much higher than uh a woman being trash to be honest uh he said he admired and respected females <laughs> he didn't lust after them oh now see this nigga lying he said he didn't lust after no women come on now come on buddy someone doth protest too much anyway i know look i know my friends fine i'm not gonna fuck them but they fine you know what i'm saying like i gotta lie i'm gonna lie i'm gonna look you in your eyes and lie to you you know the truth like yeah she fine no i won't fuck i'm not gonna fuck up all this this nigga's up here lying baby i don't even see other women they like the solar eclipse to me i just keep my head down out of respect uh, <laughs> no i see I, I know a bunch of nine point twos and shit i'd be like hey yeah. but i ain't gonna i go talk to him listen i respect would we'll be cool would we'll be gorgeous i just respect uh sharon michelle uh what's the name whatever michelle geller i just respect her titties so much. i mean oh what did i say what did i say i mean i respect her mind and intellect and booty this nigga lying anyway i believed him and trusted him on the on the set of buffy josh decided to have his first secret affair as opposed to the public affair that he could have had okay and in his defense 444 wasn't out yet no it wasn't and i think we should uh mark that down in his in his corner you know if jay-z would have got that album out sooner maybe none of this happens Mm -hmm. (laughs) 15 years later when he was done with our marriage and finally ready to tell the truth he wrote me when i was running buffy i was surrounded by beautiful needy aggressive young women oh the trifecta if <laughs> all three you never this had a chance this is wider than the English. now he never stood a chance then <laughs> she he was like i never stood a chance they put the full court press on me baby what was i supposed to do Not the full court. uh i felt like i had a disease like something from a greek myth suddenly i'm a powerful producer and the world is laid out at my feet and i can't touch it but he did touch it he said he understood i would have to lie or conceal some part of the truth for the rest of my life but he did it anyway hoping that the first affair would be enough and that then we could move on and outlast it johnson admitted for the next decade and a half he had multiple affairs and a number of inappropriate emotional ones that he had with his actresses co-workers fans and friends while he stayed married to me Woo! everybody got some didn't they yeah it's, you know what the emotional affairs are like the worst type of affairs those are bad that's a whack affair though because you don't even get to have sex no like you're not even your feelings 
yeah she's <laughs> just get emotional like what a waste of an affair man if you're gonna if you're gonna cheat at least at least be fucking i mean i <laughs> i mean come on man that's that's gotta be the yeah, worst you ain't gonna, <laughs> go ahead, i ain't gonna man. move back at home with my mom because i just shared a few emoticons <laughs> right i gotta, I gotta <laughs> a nut off or something you was out here no snaps right like she she on your she on your phone like you sent this bitch heart emojis <laughs> how dare you go home get out of my face i'm on half nah man i hope y'all at least get a nut man that's that's terrible ah! that is horrible anyway <laughs> um so he had emotional affairs with his fans dog the fans too oh that's bad the fans see a little bit okay I mean, a little bit though i feel like that make the fan not shit because part of his image was this pristine marriage is it his fault though i mean it, is it his fault you at comic-con and you got these tight young ladies <laughs> All diversities, all dressing with up the like trifecta. Buffy, some of your creations, dressing up like you know the girl from Firefly. Right. I don't blame my man. I mean, they Honestly, are they yeah, are beautiful, I'm... needy, aggressive young women. Mm-hmm. So how could he possibly like top I'm, that? If I'm Paul Dini and some gir- young girls are coming up to me dressed up like Harley Quinn, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh huh. I hear you, buddy. Uh, you think? <laughs> like, does does, does, Ta- does Tati listen to this, or does she? Does she know you on the show? Or? No, no, she. Okay, she don't know how to use podcasts, bro. All right, cool. cool. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm trying. I mean, I know you yeah, engaged. I'm just. I'm looking out for you. Okay, <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out. I got your. We got your best interest at home. Right. Let me be the Derek to your Lawrence and tell you <laughs> that you gotta be a little. You might want to take that one back. Oh, uh, but yeah. Um, I close the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, he gonna be in here later in the podcast. Like, yeah, man, I would fuck him. Okay, uh, <laughs> huh? Nothing. Playing video games. Uh, but yeah. So uh, he said um, he was he was out here on these hoes. Mm-hmm. Um, all out in the Comic Con streets. All up in the all up in your Comic Cons. Uh, ah! <laughs> chopping them, chopping them cosplay cakes to smithereens. Yes, he was. Oh, the cosplay. <laughs> uh, so he said, um, he was telling, she said, uh, when our marriage is falling apart, he wrote me a letter when our marriage is falling apart, but I still don't know the whole truth. He said, I've never loved anyone or wanted to be with anyone in any real or long term way except for you ever. And I love our life. I love how you are. I love how we are, how you, who you are and what we've done separately and together how much fun we have when i'm fucking these other bitches he wanted it all he didn't want to choose so he accepted duality <laughs> as part of his life um yeah i like how much fun we have apart and together especially apart when i'm fucking these hoes uh but other <laughs> but when we when we together with the kids too i mean that's cool yeah. that's cool yeah so that's what the relationship we talking about how it's only open up one side yeah he was on that carmella anthony uh i'm she's married i'm not uh then later Ooh. after he confessed everything he told me I let myself love you. I stopped worrying about the contradiction. As a guilty man, I knew the only way to hide was to act as though I were righteous. And as a husband, I wanted to be with you like we had been. I lived two lives. When he walked out of our marriage, damn, he the one that left. Oh, that had to burn her mm-hmm. biscuits. When he walked out of our marriage and was trying to make things seem less bewildering to help me understand how he could have lied to me for so long, he said, in many ways, I was the height of normal in this, in this culture. We taught, we're taught to be providers and companions and at the same time to conquer and acquire specific, specifically sexually. And I was pulling off both. Damn, he put an exclamation point on that. 
damn <laughs> I, I i think he thought this was helping him but these letters are terrible mm-hmm. you should have just you should have just said i'm sorry right and like i, like I said <laughs> why did he write a letter <laughs> why did he write this he tried to really explain it he, he should have just he tried to explain it like he was explaining it to his, one of his boys he should have just been like look baby i fucked up i'm sorry i thought i could come on i Dan. thought i could do this like all my life shit and i was absolutely wrong my bad instead he was like listen if you would have seen these bitches, you would have been cheating too. Okay? Everybody cheating out here. It's... She don't want to hear that. <laughs> what I'm supposed to do? I'm rich. I'm white. I'm a man. I gotta All fuck right. these young hoes. I can't, I mean, oh, it was so good. It was so good. But I love you too, though. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. <laughs> uh, I wonder how many famous people really have that conversation with their spouse. Like, they're literally like, I'm rich. These hot chicks are coming at me. I didn't know what to do. I told the agent, no, let them in the trailer. They let them in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry. I, I tried to stop, but it's, I mean, also, I'm leaving you, okay? I just want you to know, I can't stop. These bitches are too good. I gotta give up this pussy. The head is so good out there. <laughs> Come on, now. The head is so good. The techniques. They Baby, they got some new shit. Up. They on some new shit out here in these streets, okay? <laughs> I seen a couple videos. I'm telling you, booty hole. Right. I seen a couple videos on Pornhub, and I said, uh, how can I get some of that? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you know girl power and everything i'm just you know what i'm saying women should make as much as men i'm not trying to uh say they shouldn't you know what i'm saying uh no no disrespect to you or our children you know oh wait let me go back to my song they gotta you know only mary can do this all right <clears throat> despite understanding on some level that what he was doing was wrong he never conceded the hypocrisy of being out in the world preaching feminist ideals while at the same time taking away my right to make choices for my life and my body based on the truth he deceived me for 15 years so he could have everything he wanted i believed everyone believed that he was one of the good guys committed to fighting for women's rights committed to our marriage and to the women he worked with but i now see how he used his relationships with me as a shield both during and after our marriage so no one would question his relationships with other women or scrutinize his writing as anything other than feminist come on yeah mm. I, that's that's bad i thought we were a couple a team i was a powerful influence on his career choices josh made during the 20 years we were together we lived together for four years before marriage i kept him grounded and i helped him find the quickest way to success he so deeply craved i loved him and in return he lied to me a lot he said after he left he understood it's not just like i killed you but it's but that i've done it subtly over the years that i've been poisoning you chipping away at you he made me doubt my own instincts and watch me move further away from my personal values and social mores trying to connect with him never telling me it was impossible by the time he finally confessed to the truth 15 years after his first affair on the set of buffy i was broken my brain could not fit my experience of our life together through the new lens of his deceit my entire reality changed overnight i went from being a strong confident woman to a confused frightened mess I was eventually diagnosed with complex PTSD, and for the last five years, I have worked hard to make sense of everything that happened and find my balance again. Damn, you can get PTSD from getting cheated on? Shit. Yeah. God damn, I didn't even know that. She white. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Oh. You know, this usually turns into a Lifetime movie. She gets cheated, and people start dying. Right. 
damn yeah yeah she white because you know Nikki so black women can't get ptsd from getting cheated on i feel like i know a few black women that got it i mean they get a development i mean they, they got the it one <laughs> yeah they, yeah i feel yeah i yeah. feel like i'd watch enough reality tv to say uh jocelyn got ptsd care yeah they got it they're just not <laughs> diagnosed for it and oh. you know when it comes to well, black people mean? nobody cares about their mental illness okay all jokes all jokes aside mimi from love and hip-hop for real had like ptsd from what stevie did to her she gotta have it. mimi from season one to mm-hmm. mimi now she lost her fucking mind and i yes. felt really bad for her the way yeah. Stevie put her through that shit. i put it together the other day on the show man uh i used to think she had a type because she fucked with nico no. then she fucked with uh the uh from she had she had the trans dude she, she had the trans man but she would never refer to him as trans like she mimi would just oh, misgender yeah. the fuck out of that dude like she, she like well she said this and i'm like mimi but the whole show got every fucking commercial break for the show is like listen lgbtq people need this and if you want a resource to learn go to this site and then it comes back to the show and she like listen i told her that she needs to, i said god damn it anyway and now she's in like a lesbian relationship right yeah. but and i used to think like oh she got a type because everybody always talks to mimi the same way where they're like nah ma it's not even like that you know i'm just i want to see you win ma like everybody talks to her the same way but i realized it's because she crazy and, right. talk, and, mm-hmm. and talking to her is like diffusing a fucking bomb you better you have to talk to her really because she'll be like no you are not gonna do me like this in front of evil and then you like you gotta be like nah ma it's not even like that i'm i'm just trying to help you win yeah, i don't want no balance right that's the only way to talk to her so yeah she definitely got the ptsd bro <laughs> and it's always stevie trying to calm her down it's like the blind leading the blind bruh like ain't nobody got good, making good decisions nobody nobody but now yeah it's been like three or four other people now and they all talk like that but yeah she's just an open sore uh it has not been easy because even though in my personal life i've been completely open about what happened publicly people only know his superficial presentation of us him as a lovable geek feminist and me in the background as his wife and supporter we're finally divorced i'm doing architecture again <laughs> this is so white but still you know good good for you uh, <laughs> i'm doing architecture again oh for Something real? i've always dreamed of i you know i used to do that i i became a stay-at-home mom <laughs> oh man <laughs> uh, I'm, do- I'm doing architecture again to slowly get my life and self-esteem back yeah, start started going back to trader joe's eating that organic again <laughs> doing my mummy ma- my, my, my mummy five mile run a week yep i'm finally raising my alpacas again yes alpacas all by myself oh fuck alpacas man uh <laughs> uh <laughs> until give no context to that <laughs> yeah yeah you know yeah, alpacas, alpacas do something to you like is it a, a nigga named yeah, alpaca out there i had i had a situation up in long island one time and the alpaca laughed at me so i'm not i'm not i don't mm. fuck with alpacas <laughs> oh okay i thought alpacas was like late to record a podcast with you one day and you was just like Mm-mm. get them niggas <laughs> uh until recently josh was still letting the illusion of our marriage stay intact now that it's finally public i want to let women know that he is not who he pretends to be damn this is like the best don't date them don't date them girl.com update ever <laughs> i want the people who worship him to know he is human and the organizations giving him awards for his feminist work to think twice in the future by honoring a man who does not participate i mean who does not practice what he preaches now see that was interesting to me 
because and i may i asked this question last night on the um on twitter i was like yo do y'all think these places gonna like take his awards back or release no. statements or even like speak on this at all or is this one of those things where you can comfortably just say well it's a private matter it happened in his family we not trying yep. to get involved like what do y'all think that's what's gonna happen i mean josh whedon he he's cool but like he's not at that level like if this was like a beautiful like maybe like chris pratt you know because he's getting divorced by anna ferris mm-hmm. maybe if it was like that situation maybe more white people would be like oh shit maybe we need to come at him more but i, I don't think anyone's gonna give a fuck if this was a black direct uh, director by the way mm-hmm. like a malcolm lee or some shit you must believe some people would be protesting saying hey we need to take his awards away i'm i don't mm. I don't you know don't if it would so? stick to a black dude because I think misogyny is that kind of thing where we accept it from every race. Um, like, uh, R. Kelly, even fucking, uh, uh like I think Nate Parker, I think case. Nate Parker will be back. Chris Brown is still making music and thriving. Uh, I think misogyny is one of those ties that binds everybody, you know, unfortunately. I'm not saying that that's not good, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's one of those things where like, sometimes we try to put it into like this will destroy a black man's career and it's like or not really you know what i mean like it's a lot of niggas that hit their wife that's still playing football and colin kaepernick black ass can't get a job because you know talk about the wrong shit so i don't even think it's that i just really think um the only way that this kind of could hurt his brand is that he is so super pro feminist in public and if he had never been it would have even been less of an effect people were like so what you got dogged out by a dude it happens every fucking day but it's like i got dogged out by the feminist dude and everybody's like oh okay i can see maybe that's something uh karen what do you think you think anything will happen to him no and the biggest reason why because he's a white male and they bounce back from everything i don't care what it is shit don't stick to them mm-hmm. in my opinion like for what i've seen yeah. they always recover they always lay low and revamp themselves, rebrand themselves, and they'll be right back at it again. And he has a fan base that will never turn their backs on him. And, yeah. you know, to a lot of those people, they're very rabid about him. You know, because the thing about Josh Wheaton is that, you know, he is big and famous. But for a lot of people who are maybe not in that culture of, like, comic books and comic book movies... A lot of people go, okay, people cheat on people every day. If he was somebody that was more across the board where, you know, a, 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 a nobody, quote unquote, or somebody outside of the comic book industry or the movie industry knew who he was, you might get more of a backlash. But because he's kind of almost like a niche or a genre, almost personality, that makes a difference. Now, he's big and famous, don't get me wrong, but he's not to the level, or let's, let's say with Jay-Z, that shit started think pieces and all kind of bullshit for right. people who was unrelated. And, you know, it's kind of not, not, not the he same. Not, so he's not big enough. Right. And, 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 and the thing is, he is big and it's, it's kind of. Right, he's huge. Right. It's, 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 it's kind of weird. He is big. He's very big, but it's a lot of people that don't know who the fuck Josh Sweeten is either. Well, I'd also they, say the Jay-Z shit was a black conversation. Like white people weren't writing yeah. about that shit like we were. Black people then, wrote about Jay Z's cheating. White people didn't give a fuck. That's, that's and the follow up he did for the four forty 
444 album yeah. is not made for white people. That shit's specifically about a black conversation amongst like right. how men, you know, handle relationships. That shit's amazing what he's been doing. Yeah. With the stuff, with the stuff. But that's not for white audiences. They're yeah. not supposed to fuck with Like, I would wonder what it would be like if it was for white audiences because. I feel like the conversation would be deep, different if white people participated in it, but they not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, yeah. and I and I think my thing, the reason why I bought up Jay Z because mm-hmm. no white people don't write think pieces, but they know who Jay Z is. Right, who, right. Not, not funny. Like he's to a status that anything that he does, people I, are going to talk about. I'm just, been. I just want you to know, I'm agreeing with you. Okay, I'm saying they didn't even give a <laughs> fuck about Jay Z. True. I'm saying Jay Z, even with them knowing who Jay Z is, white people didn't have a conversation about his cheating. So if you say Jay, they know Jay Z more than Josh Whedon, in your opinion, I'm saying they definitely ain't gonna talk about it for Josh Whedon. Then, no, you know what and, I mean. I, I, I was just, you know, like I'm not trying. I'm not because you keep looking at like I'm about to interrupt you or uh, disagree with you. I'm not. I really asked to get both of y'all's opinion because okay. I don't have an opinion. on Okay, this. right, and and also it's one of those things where I've always said this, and in my opinion, whiteness protects itself. And white maleness protects itself. And it always control alt, deletes the default to white males. So it's sad, uh, but it's almost kind of like how niggas look at Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King cheated on his wife and all mm-hmm. types of shit. But people strategically separate his civil rights from the affairs. And when you bring it up, niggas get sensitive. <laughs> niggas don't want to talk about it. And they want to avoid it. And it's kind of going to be like that with Josh Wheaton where people going to bring this up. People going to, ah, but... But it does matter because you have to look at at him as a whole. But but people are going to strategically separate it, just like he separated in his mind. He knows that's how most people view things. For men, men are allowed to be separate. Women have to be a whole, and anything you do affect everything around you. You're not allowed to to separate all into in, um, compartmentalize all these different things. You know what's interesting? And we also have to remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. sorry. I, was, I was gonna say what's interesting to me about it uh because both of y'all brought it up or uh, in y'all's in y'all's um points about the white the race part of it i probably think i think this is probably the closest we get to race not mattering i think he's a rich man and he can hide behind he'll you can hide just behind that like we just expect rich men black white whatever race to treat women as products like NBA stars if they cheat on their wife what do we say why'd you marry an NBA star i mean you knew that nigga was gonna be a rich man around women they like yeah, you know do. uh any celebrity that gets cheated on if it's the man cheating we always just be like yeah of course we even when it's not happening we be acting like it's happening you know what i mean like like yeah that nigga probably cheating like so it's it's just i i do think people hide behind being a, a rich man and i think he won't even have to go to because because even in the examples you brought up like with martin luther king that's a black person that's and true. we let him do it you know you brought up jay-z that's that's a, that's a black dude and we let that society kind of lets that happen we don't look at men as whole human beings because no we don't to me what i think always gets lost in these things uh that we say about women we never say about men you're a father come on so we never go how as a human being the sum total of who you are you're josh Whedon the professional you're josh Whedon the husband and you're josh Whedon the father we often say that men can be one out of those three good and we're fine with it right like if you're a good husband then that's fine you're a good person if you're a good professional that's fine you're a good person if you're a good father that's fine you're a good person you don't have to be all three there's women have to be all three right like amber rose is a good professional 
amber rose is uh you know like uh people will say she's a questionable mother and amber rose has been divorced so you know people always questioning her romantic relationships if she doesn't check all three boxes off she ain't shit you know mm-hmm. what i mean and you can just go down the list with every woman like even with um oprah people still bring up that she ain't married to Stedman. you know yeah. what i mean like she is the richest one of the richest motherfuckers on the planet who gives a fuck right who is married to who and we still have that detraction like yeah you see she ain't married though you know and it's like we have to check off the boxes with everybody right and a woman can never be bad at any of them if you're a bad mom you ain't shit if you're a bad dad uh, he make good music he gotta makes good movies right if you're a bad like and we don't see one is affecting another because like to me if you're a bad husband that means you treat your wife badly which means your kids see you treat your wife badly so they have to deal with a emotionally injured mother coping with your ain't shitness how could that possibly reflect to positive parenting environment like because people don't give a shit about women and how they feel about shit i i just think we treat men completely different like and remember this this is a comedy guy Mm -hmm. i mean it's a comic guy Mm -hmm. which means his followers are just already impressed that he's getting away they don't even care about the other shit yeah like it's just interesting because i think like both of y'all are right that he'll skate on it uh i just find it interesting um how because he's built his brand as this and i just don't even with that it won't be seen as like what a hip i mean some people will okay always there will be some people but in general i don't think most people will see it as a huge hypocritical stance for him to be cheating on his wife while promoting all these uh you know women need their own agency and all that shit because because truthfully it it matters but you know most people are gonna look at it like it don't right um it finishes off with her saying but no matter what happens or how people interpret the statement i no longer have to carry this burden the burden of joss's long-term deceit and confessions i am free editors note a spokesperson for joss whedon provided the following response while this account includes inaccuracies and misrepresentations which can be harmful to their family joss is not commenting out of concern for his children and out of respect for his ex-wife so we'll see um I'm like, what what could be inaccurate about that that uh, you would want to come out and, and say, you know? I believe her. I, yeah. All jokes aside, I believe. Because the thing is, they're divorced. Everything that she's going to get, she's going to get. Mm-hmm. That, that, like, like she's not going to, so she's not going to have the money or anything. Like, there's no other benefit other than I got to get this off my chest. Because all you people are reading all these articles and nobody's asking me for my opinion. So I'm going to give it to you. Mm-hmm um yeah it's it's gonna be interesting dog and you know especially with that being his brand uh his website which was a fan he had a fan site run by a woman who was like a huge big weedon fan i think it was called weedoness.com or something Mm -hmm. and like they're big like they go to the cons they get interviews it's basically they follow everything that he does right Mm -hmm. movies tvs comic books everything it's just a website to go to discuss his shit they shut down today wow yeah so like it's interesting because like i said you're you and brandon both were like i don't think nothing gonna happen and i'm like i don't know like is it different when it's almost like you get a penalty because you tried to be a ain't shit nigga and like you know what i'm saying like it's almost like he would have been better off being like uh fuck bitches get money his whole life and then we find out he's a cheater and everybody's like i don't feel betrayed by this motherfucker because he never tried to be something but he actually promoted and tried or said he was trying to be something bigger and everybody's like but you an ain't shit person how can i support your work that's the only reason i fucked with your work 
but do you see who responded a woman oh don't that tell me funny ain't no men yeah, yeah, come yeah, out and yeah. say anything a woman ran the site and she said fuck you nigga that's but different. that but i'm saying he will have women in positions that supported him correct that these yeah. other men never would have had in the first place because they didn't do that kind of work that made women want to support them so like finding out um i don't know finding out some other nigga cheated like we found out Zack snyder cheated on his wife he ain't never did no feminist work for people to even be like i'm shutting down the website like ain't no woman that started a Zack snyder website like josh whedon has this feminist cred yeah he has a whole movement behind him yeah so maybe this will cost him in a way it wouldn't cost other men that being said i i'm with both of y'all i don't expect it to cost him his career or anything no no let me go to the next segment because we are right up against the break uh give me one second brandon i will invite you back on the screen uh in a moment so give uh we'll disappear and then i'll come right back um but yeah yeah and i i do agree that overall his career no right but you know it might be little things because from my understanding this site has been running for like fucking 15 years i was surprised my mouth was open this shit has been around for a long ass time so it's somebody and it, but like I said, a woman that was like, what you not going to do is have me out here looking like a fucking fool. Because now people are, you know, people are hitting me up going, how can you support, you know, how can you support this person? How can you, you know, so they felt that pressure off of some shit he did. And they've been chipping at his like feminist cred for a minute. Like it hasn't been like, like I've been seeing critiques of his work for years now of Correct. people being like, he ain't what y'all think he is so it's it's kind of that moment where you're like ooh, maybe this will be it for him he, he might have fucked himself dog uh plus you know he cheated on a white woman so that count yeah that's a bucket <laughs> and a say. lot of free time you're right <laughs> you're right she's man that, that i mean even with that privileged ass write-up she had i mean i still felt bad for her man that's fucked up dude dude definitely was dirty for that shit and i i just can't imagine holding that shit in all them years like ooh, she really held that in she looked like she would never was like i'm about to blast this nigga he really on tv giving another one of these speeches when i caught him when i caught him in some girls dms like wow the restraint she must have had she must have waited till that motherfucking the ink was dry on that agreement how do you think he wrote the letter? Did he type it up, like on a typewriter, or did he do it with a quill pen? He's <laughs> like a very poetic kind of guy. Like he would do I some think, weird shit. I think he had his girl, his mistress, write it for him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Spray some cologne on it. Uh, see if she missed and want that old thing back. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. And, mm-hmm. uh, I love how he hid behind the kids on that shit, too. Like, listen, it is, has several inaccuracies. But for the sake of the children, I won't speak out on it. Yeah, and and I think with me, we will see if anything is affected. Like say doing Catwoman, we're gonna mm, see people. Bat, uh, Batwoman, bat, bat, Batgirl, Batgirl, Batgirl. 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 Yeah, we're gonna see how people receive that, how people respond Ooh. to that. Like like like, cause 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 that cause that that's gonna tell how where it goes from there. In my opinion, that's a great point because you well, you cheated on your wife. People put you on this feminist platform right. now right you cheated on your wife you get you a male director over a female person right it wouldn't surprise me if people do the shit like they did with confederate and say fuck you don't watch this movie because he don't stand by what he preaches dc stay loose. Well, remember remember technically his next movie is justice league because despite what right. you may have heard he's redoing more than half of it mm. 
So I wouldn't be surprised if they gave Wonder Woman a big bump, and we'll see what he does with that. Well, DC stay DC stay with the with the problems. Yeah, they stay they stay yeah. they stay yeah. taking them L. They taking them L. They a mess, man. Bruh, I, and my thing is, you're right. The the times have changed. I could easily see like a hashtag trending around this shit. Right. Because see, now we don't have nothing to show for it yet. And even like, and the thing with all that stuff, we've, if you're a person of a um of the group that's in power, and you're uh doing work involving the groups that aren't in power even if you're trying to help there's always two ways to view every action you do right and when people don't trust you they view it as negative correct when people fuck with you they view it as positive Mm -hmm. if if women don't fuck with him then he ain't got nothing because like they could just as easily just eviscerate the trailer for Batgirl on some like why he had to take this angle of the shot showing her ass uh how come she said this line uh well why did she uh get punched in the face like he likes violence against women like I can see him tearing it apart they could tear it apart and while you know like say Patty Jenkins directed it they could be like see she gets to be sexy and strong and confident she could take a punch and like, like you can look at it either way but if I don't trust you it's all bad so Woo, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, and um, times will change between this and Buffy, dog. Yeah, yep, that's true. Alright. Let's uh get into some segments, guys. We got um we got a little bit of uh fucking with black people. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game we go all around the globe. We find different articles, make us feel fuckless. Black people will sign point scores from 0 to 100, intervals of 25. Today's contestants, everybody. Yay. All right. Let's see what everybody's serving up with this racism. Uh, <laughs> poor puppet thing. Got this from Bossa. Ben Carson says his home was vandalized by racists. Now, why would racists do something like that to one of their own i don't understand uh <laughs> apparently he went to facebook to report um uh, to talk about racism after the uh the latest uh white supremacist uh you know good on both sides uh in charlotteville uh violence mm-hmm. several years oh wait <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> several years ago we bought a farm in rural maryland <laughs> and one of the neighbors immediately put up a confederate flag said ben a friend of ours who is an african-american three-star general was coming to visit and immediately turned around concluding that he was in the wrong place interestingly all the other neighbors immediately put up american flags shaming the other neighbor who took down the confederate flag more recently our home in virginia along with that of a neighbor was vandalized by people who also wrote hateful rhetoric about president trump we were out of town but other kind embarrassed neighbors cleaned up most of the mess before we returned in both instances less than kind behavior was met by people taking the high road we could all learn from these examples hatred and bigotry unfortunately still exist in our country and we must all continue to fight it. But let's use the right tools. By the way, that neighbor who put up the Confederate flag 
subsequently became friendly that is the likely outcome if we just learn to be neighborly and get to know each other uh zero to 100 karen 100 karen's giving it 100 okay brandon what about you uh, it's a hundred, and you reading that in the Ben Carson voice made me want to punch Ben Carson even more. <laughs> uh, I I know history will will tell its own story about Ben Carson, but I don't think he understands how terribly bad he's destroyed his legacy. Like mm. people aren't going to remember him for being a major surgeon; they're going to remember him for being a batshit crazy motherfucker. I know. That's so not his own people. Ben Carson hurts the most for us that grew up um, in the before the internet times when you had Black History Month and it was always like him, Charles Drew. It was like a handful of motherfuckers that we always did our reports on. I feel like I've done a report on everybody in that acceptable class Mm -hmm. and he was one of the main ones that we were like yo, this motherfucker is a beast, an ass doctor and now it's like god damn it. (laughs) I didn't know he was a coon too. Like I feel Eddie's bad from for Detroit. the yeah, yeah, Eddie's from Detroit. I feel bad for the kids that have to get a book reports on him now. Right. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, who did you get assigned? Ben Carson. <sighs> what did he do? Be a coon. <laughs> oh, and also and also did some brain surgery stuff. I don't know. Um Dino Dino Costa's tenure in Alpha, at Alpha Media Sports 750 slash 102.9 The Game KXTG oh, Portland the game. lasted longer than his run at KFNS St. Louis last year. Alpha cut ties with the afternoon host at KXTG after just two months with the station due to multiple offensive comments uh, that drew the ire of MLS Portland Timbers and the University of Oregon Ducks both of whose games air on the station a transcript of the comments made in june leaked on monday in which he suggested that black lives matter protesters should be run over with cars hmm. what does that possibly have to do with the game i'm just uh, i'm just trying to figure it out no no but like when you're talking about the game like hey up, up coming up next we got the oregon ducks and they're gonna be taking on the portland timberwolves it's gonna be lit y'all also kill them niggas in the street for protesting don't touch that down we'll be right back <laughs> yeah. the like, people wonder why black people we all scared we're like because well, you just did that shit right. that out. Like, I'm hey stuck you want some barbecue and also we'll kill these niggas over there with a car <laughs> I got extra cans and everything you know Ain't what? Nobody gonna stop us. If you're stuck in rush hour, you see some black people, run them over. Anyway, coming up next, <laughs> we got a big interview with the coach. We're gonna talk to him about the game plan for the day. Uh, he says, you know these protesters where they shut down the road, they line the road. If I'm the cops, I wave the traffic on. Listen, as soon as one or two of these some bitches are run over, you'll see the entire in unison, everybody be up off the street. When people are being killed by 18-wheel trucks coming by, pick up cars, run them over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how he said some bitches, but he in <laughs> Portland. This nigga in Portland, y'all. Don't nobody over there talk like that. That's a southern thing. To say it like that. Some bitches. An original statement provided by Eugene Weekly by, uh, to Eugene Weekly by Alpha on Monday. Uh, said that they were sticking behind Costa and had dealt with the comment when it was first made. 
alpha media holds the relationships with the portland timbers and or university of oregon in high regard 750 102.9 the game management team took immediate and aggressive action with dino costa uh regarding a comment made during his june 7th broadcast so y'all let uh this nigga stay on the air is what they're trying to say mm-hmm. as backlash built following the events of charlottesville virginia this week alpha dismissed costa earlier today and released the following statement mm. after further review alpha media has decided to cut ties with dino costa dino costa additional information is not available at this time he also deleted deleted his twitter account zero to hundred karen a hundred a hundred what about you brandon a hundred god damn it uh yeah it's funny because i want to give them uh less than 100 because they fired the dude but because of how they fired him i can't because they really tried to hold on to him until people was like but this white girl got killed and then it's like ah they did run over a white girl i mean that's a good point i mean that's why with steve bannon right they wanted to like give him a graceful exit mm-hmm. and then charlottesville happened and they were like oh this nigga gotta go now like, right <laughs> don't even let him back right on his desk just let him out i'm telling you man it's gonna be funny how the lens of history views these moments in time because i'm telling you Jeez. these white folks are embarrassed this is not like they're not actually sorry they're not actually like no, not being not racist they just are so embarrassed right now that it's pu- so public and shameful that they have to be like oh no 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 i'm not that racist like i don't like niggers get don't get me wrong but i'm not that i'm not running a white girl over racist i'm Ah! i'm like black lives matter are terrorist racist it's a totally different level of racism um the time is long overdue stonewall jackson's great great grandsons call for a state statue of their confederate ancestors to be taken down because it's an overt symbol of racism that's right people fighting for these stonewall jackson monuments to remain up and his own children great great grandchildren are like please take this embarrassing shit down right uh the great great grandsons of thomas stonewall jackson said the monuments to the legendary confederate general and others in virginia capital city were constructed as symbols of white supremacy and should be taken down brothers william jack jackson christian and warren edmund christian wrote a letter to richmond mayor levar stoney um published by slate on wednesday asking for their that their ancestors statue and all others honoring the confederate be uh calls be taken down from the city's monument avenue they are overt symbols of racism and white supremacy and the time is long overdue for them to depart from public display they wrote they added we wish to make it clear his statue does not represent us uh the brother said that as long as stonewall statue remains up it will continue to be a symbol uh for racist factions last weekend charlottesville showed us unequivocally that confederate statues offer pre-existing iconography for racists the people who descended on charlottesville last weekend were there to make a naked show of force for white supremacy to them the robert e lee statue is a clear symbol of their hateful ideology the confederate statues on monument ave are too especially jackson who faces north supposedly as if to continue to fight the brothers wrote they added while we are not ashamed of our great-great-grandfather we are ashamed to benefit from white supremacy while our black family and friends suffer we are ashamed of the monument by the way that sentence right there is exactly what i was talking about yesterday karen right they can't how can you look at your grandfather and be like you are evil person people not capable of it so they had to find a way to disassociate it you know yeah now as a black person i'm gonna tell you right now 
fuck your granddaddy right like i don't give a fuck about that nigga like i remember i had a friend back when i used to have white friends i had a white friend and uh he was telling me about this joke about how he told his great he told his grandfather he was dating a black girl and as a joke i guess um and his and his grandfather was so upset at thanksgiving he went and locked himself in the bathroom and went talk to him what right and he was telling me like this is a cute anecdote like isn't it funny that my grandfather is an overt fucking racist and i was like no there's nothing funny about it now we had been drinking okay but it's still but no i'll say that for the next thing i'm about to say we had been drinking but i had to tell him man fuck your grandfather come on like i don't care like he was like yeah he's in the hospital i was like ah too bad too bad like i don't like i don't know what why would you even tell me that story as a thing you think i would think was cute fuck that nigga i don't care if he did he need to die more people i told him more people like your granddad need to die maybe that shit will help out racism because they passing it on and you allowing it because you can't you know you can't disassociate yourself from the fact this motherfucker probably like bounced you on his knee and (laughs) took you to baseball games and shit like that yo all i see when i see that dude is a dude that hates my guts fuck him you know what i mean like hopefully you'll be better a better person than he will but the fact that you cool with him and you can't like possibly see why you shouldn't tell me that story says a lot about you what was he expecting your reaction to be was he expecting to be like grandfathers right like what was he right right i was like i don't have a i don't have yeah like what is this where do we go from here dude because i'm never gonna be okay with it so i don't know why you told me you know what i mean like but like but that's the thing though is like they it's something i'm coming you know looking at the whole the the totality of like some of these things we're dealing with now it's one of the things i'm coming to realize more and more is like a lot of this is because um even the quote-unquote good white people have the bad white people in their families and they they will never love black people enough to say to their white racist granddad you can go fuck yourself until you fucking aren't racist anymore right and this is why gentrification pisses me off so much in new york because you got right. all these people from the midwest that not only move to the city because they want to be around more diversity and more open-minded people they go back home they hear the same racist shit that they heard all their life they don't push back against it but then they have the audacity to want to bring the midwest to the city it's like no motherfuckers we don't want that in the city we don't need that right we don't need that kind of shit like and that's what pisses me off about this like the lack of where like awareness that these people have and, and shout out like the, the thing that's interested is like yo these dudes are saying a lot and i'm sure any white person listening to this is like really that's not good enough it's not not for nah. me like i and by the way i'm gonna have to die right I, like, like not like i want to kill you but like some of y'all gonna have to like sacrifice because like that's what happened in the, in the history right that's what black people had to do that's what spanish people had to do that's what asian people had to do right in history it's just y'all gonna have to sacrifice yeah and like and i like i said this isn't even about me like i'm saying that as cool and and woke and positive as this moment is for these dudes to come out and say this i i applaud them sincerely but i also recognize that they are compromised because they can't say yo my grandfather really wasn't shit because if this is a thing that you did how can i possibly reconcile that and call you a great man like you did this 
you know what i mean it's like you can't be a good person and do this shit but uh they they can't not they they can't not love their family dog it just you know and i'm sure that whatever the discussions are in that family are way worse than what these two are saying like Mm -hmm. i'm sure they got some ancestors that straight up like i'm proud of him fuck these niggers you guys are selling out our our family by even saying this shit i'm sure they have tremendous pressure on them but you know it's one of the reasons i say for the most part white liberals are gonna be useless because they if they could never they don't have to participate in this fight so they don't feel the the life and death of it they can always opt out and be like well no i I go to thanksgiving and i go to christmas and i you know i i I let my kids stay over my granddad's house Mm -hmm. i mean sure he's a racist but i mean you know he's only around him a few times a year you know that kind of shit they can do i could never do that with my black ass kid like i could never take my black kid and be like hey racist dude can you watch her for christmas and thanksgiving i'm going on vacation i would never do some shit like that you know <laughs> anyway uh but zero to a hundred karen a hundred a hundred all right what about you uh brandon i'm gonna go like 80 on this one all right we'll round it to 75 it's intervals 25 uh for me personally 25 man i'm not that fucked with like even with me knowing what they said was the part where they say they love their great great granddad and shit i'm like one you probably never met him but two like i can't you know whatever dog i know i already expect nothing so like i, I think a hundred for me would have been if they would have been out here like don't take my granddaddy statue down but they came out and really said they said it was uh about white supremacy they said that it was uh it was inf- uh it was uh inspiring these 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 hate groups i i don't i can't give them 100 feeling that way so i give it 25 um a what about this one what's the one oh last one so two white women and make america great again hats walk on to a hbcu mm-hmm. okay there's white women on yeah. hbcus yeah okay. they, they're not wearing oh. them hats karen no, they're not wearing them hats, but it's white women on HBCUs. Uh, there are certain weeks. Oh, they're wearing them pussy, pussy, uh, pussy. Okay, marshals. I feel like you're not listening to anything I'm saying over here. What's going on at your computer? Because I literally said what kind of hat they had on, and you out here like, <laughs> what's going hats? on? What white women is at an HBCU? What? Why is it a problem? I will repeat the headline again, and maybe Karen will get it. So, two white women <laughs> and so. To, listen i do a lot of research a lot of reading for these articles i, I do all this preparation the least karen can do is listen that's the least she could do y'all <laughs> i did a, everything else that's the very minimal i just that's a, i just need a partner to, to do the show with guys um but yes <laughs> two white women in make america great again hats walk onto a hbcu mm. campus that's right what you said they have pussy hats on right right you said they was they was wearing uh they was wearing Patriots hats. Yeah, cause they all the same in my book. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Pink or red. Karen really wasn't making up her own story yeah. as you said the story. <laughs> you know what? That that's uh that's pretty good though, Karen. They are all the same. Right. I, I, I don't care what color it is. Okay, Karen's just like all the white women the same. Got it. Uh, there are certain weeks in history where you just don't want to test black folks' patience. These weeks include, but are not limited to, January 23rd to the 30th in 1977, the week that Roots originally aired. April 29th through May 4th, 1992, the week four officers were acquitted for beating Rodney King. August 12th to August 19th, 2017, the week white nationalists attacked the city of Charlottesville, Virginia, and President Donald Trump gives them a virtual high five for it. 
so it stands to reason that when a pair of white high school girls from new jersey who just happen to be touring washington dc and just happen to be wearing make america great again hats and trump shirts just happened to walk up to howard university's very black campus something was about to happen according to ali vandy on twitter this happened she took a screenshot of her notes out not one to rant on social media about politics in a serious way however what happened to my friend and i oh wait i'm sorry not one to rant on social media about politics in a serious way however what happened to my friend and i today was absolutely pathetic my friend sarah and i are on a trip to washington dc with two schools one being our own union city go union and the other being central tech we have been able to sightsee and visit many different historical places in dc without being harassed by anyone for supporting donald trump today we visited howard university for lunch sarah was wearing her make america great again hat and i was wearing my new trump shirt i had just recently purchased along with my trump hat walking to the cafe a man said fuck y'all to me i'm sorry while we were waiting in line not knowing that hu is a predominantly black school which either way shouldn't matter a man came up and stole sarah's hat we had never even engaged with the students half of us weren't even through the doors yet fortunately one of the supervisors was able to retrieve it we were harassed continuously the students took videos and pictures of us saying we were being disrespectful and that us being caucasian we should have known better after a lot of hate our head supervisors decided it would be a good idea to keep the peace and find somewhere else to eat when we got on the bus a girl from central tech told us remove our hats because we are racist this is america these are the people who are racist and disrespectful it's unfortunate that more trump supporters have to fear going places than others i will never be embarrassed for supporting donald trump i will always support our president then when and wherever i please hashtag make america great again um that was i'm so concerned by that voice rod that was one of the most disturbing he sounded like a Rugrats character. Thank you. I, you know, I work on these. <laughs> Professional voice actor. Well, you know? that? Yeah, and that's why I said the color of the hat didn't matter. Well, <laughs> wait, what? That's the... why I said it a pink or red. It didn't matter. <laughs> How did we go back to that? She I don't, just keeps going back to the hat. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it mattered. I feel like a pussy <laughs> hat would have been much better received on the on the Howard campus than a fucking overt white supremacist hat that's my guess oh okay you know what i think the black people probably would have not been as upset that's my guess i don't know for sure karen maybe i'm special and i'm just mad at them both that that might be a personal agenda that i got mm because as far as i'm concerned the pink and the red one is the same color to my black ass all right well you probably (laughs) voted for them anyway (laughs) okay there you go <laughs> i don't i don't don't please don't write in i guess don't write in good white people don't don't we don't need a letter mm-mm, mm-mm, um <laughs> hashtag 53 percent. i never forget mm-mm. all right so they've just in trump attire getting lunch at a historically black college like that just doesn't make, yeah i feel like so that is distinctly so worse I, I i won't lie karen feels distinct that's like you might as well yeah. wear a dixie flag like 
i'm sorry that shit worse to me i mean yeah yeah like i'm definitely gonna say something to you if i'm on my hbcu campus and your ass walk up with a trump shirt yeah oh yeah yeah i mean not, put like this i'm not arguing with the fact that the trump hat gonna get more response okay but, but you say it at the same to you right to, to, so to would me, you so let me ask you something would you have said something to a, if they like if we was at fayetteville state and somebody came in with a pussy hat on you would say something to them that's a good question <laughs> and the, the reason why i said that is because i know me and my personality mm-hmm. um probably not because i know me all right what if they had a make america great hat again make america great again hat i mean you put it like this it would be a, a better chance for me to say something too. okay all right yeah yeah so, i think so, so, i think so, it's so I, 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 i'm just I, I, i'm just saying for my zero to 100 this to me i don't understand i could understand a white person wearing that pussy hat on campus and thinking nothing was gonna happen i zero i don't understand a motherfucker okay, wearing a make okay, america okay, i feel like one is an overt action right and then yeah. you try to play the victim the other one maybe somebody got a problem with the hat maybe they don't but they probably w- would be fine like i don't like all black people aren't walking around like like fucking uh the fuck was that movie higher learning we're not like higher learning uh-huh. it's not like we just get triggered by the fucking like oh white woman i can't take it like it wasn't it's not like that correct so so to me i'm like the one action is clearly you tried to start some shit so you could go right because she literally said i don't talk about politics you're wearing a fucking political shirt and a hat right what are you talking about walking on a black campus that's that tom brady shit i don't talk about politics motherfucker i got odds that's like the crazy like mega the mega hat now stands for something right like the way like you would wear like uh, obama shirt back in the day or something like like it stands for something politically no matter like if you fuck with politics or you can debate when I hear somebody say, oh, I don't talk political, that means you can't defend your political views. Right. You just fuck with the dude. So that's even scarier for a chick that's like that to say that, like, I don't, I don't talk political. That means you just like Trump as a person, which is even more of a red fucking flag. Right. Like, I want to be clear in the way that I'm analyzing the story because I'm saying there's no fucking way they didn't mean it. Correct. Like, like I feel like there's certain shit you could be like – I. You can make an argument about them pussy ass motherfuckers that they really be thinking they doing something good. Like, yeah. them motherfuckers went out there on some like, yay, we're all one. The Make America Great people are not those people. Like, they're not, they're not, they're an overt racist, hateful action. Kids, kids taunt black kids now with Make America Great Again. Yes, they they taunt Latino kids. Not, yeah, they taunt like. It's terrible. Exactly. They taunt Latino kids with this shit. In middle America, at, at high school basketball games and shit, the white schools do these things. They wear these hats. Like they do, like this is a hateful act. So to me, I, I'm only specifically separating it to say, fuck these bitches. A hundred. Right. Like, like it's not a coincidence. Everything they said in that letter was a goddamn lie about not knowing and them being the real racist. They were going to take those pictures on campus and like a dare, like, look at us. We're on a black campus. Look how we're disrespecting them. That's what they were doing. And they're just as fucking complicit, dog. Like they're the same to me as every Reddit racist white person, every fucking, uh, everyone knows motherfuckers in Charlottesville. You're just as complicit, dog. Y'all hold up that same shit and flaunt it in our face. You touchdown dance on us and then you look at us react and act like oh these savages they get so mad like get the fuck out of here dog so y'all y'all talk about running us over in cars for saying hey police could you not shoot unarmed black people 
y'all want to y'all like y'all have go on the radio and say that shit in the same breath that you call us savages for saying get the fuck off our campus with this hate message so that's the only reason i'm being more being specific about it um anyway 100 for me here yeah it's yeah it's 100 and and like i said and i do understand the 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 specific between the red and the pink you know hats but in my mind i'm going i can't tell the difference even even though the red is like a bullseye when i see the pink i still think about the red in my mind and that's why i said it. i see the pink i i I still think red so yeah i'm 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 I'm, yeah that's 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 your point of view um and i'd also push back on something brandon said it ain't even the same as wearing an obama shirt no well i was gonna say you know what i mean that's how you know it's trolling is on purpose they were trying to start some provocative shit right because if i'm wearing an obama shirt and i go to bumfuck arkansas at a rodeo i'm not going to expect to be welcome with open arms you know what i mean like i'm gonna know that some shit's gonna pop off right these girls knew what they were doing like you said they were gonna take instagram photos they were they were gonna make it seem like they were making fun of black people, but because we defended ourselves, so you need to get the fuck off our campus. Right. Then they're like, Oh, woe is me. If that shit had turned violent, you best believe oh, for white sure. America would be like, Oh, look at these savages, they they don't know how to handle, you know, the fact that they lost and all this shit. It's it's out of control. Yeah, even like even if you wore a Obama shirt to a fucking rodeo, them uh if they attacked you or told you to get the fuck out that's just them being openly hateful and racist right like 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 trump is a white supremacist he's everything that people say he is they absolutely know it and they and they're and they're pushing it in our face to make us act like just gaslighting us so yeah these these to me like i said just to me these motherfuckers are way worse way worse y'all knew what y'all were doing and then you went to play stupid you went to play stupid on purpose you were gonna go there and 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 be like nah I, I, these white people they just get so mad you know so yeah man fuck that shit uh howard university had to um release like a statement on on twitter about the shit um because it was that fucked up um but uh yeah they were like you know don't you know it's not good that we cut that people were cussing at them and shit like that you know we don't encourage that because you know black people we always got to come out and gotta be two sides uh, you know we gotta be the docile forgiving type we can't ever come out and be like man actually keep that shit off our campus come on uh but yeah they they put out some like kind of mishmash statement saying like we need more look let me see this shit uh a thread today there were visitors on our campus who were wearing paraphernalia that showcased their political support one uh that's the first tweet this occurrence and the response on social media that follow emphasize the need for import and importance for hum- of human interaction the recent events in charlottesville are the latest example of deep divisions that exist in the country though this is an institution with freedom of thought choice and expression are ever present present we will never compromise our values or allow others to convince us to do so um uh wait where's the rest of this thread did they not finish it they said it would be 10 <laughs> And I only see, uh, I only see five. Hold on. Maybe I'm missing a button or something. Oh, one more reply. Okay. Let's see. Nope. That's just somebody laughing saying, ha, 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 ha. Oh, I guess they didn't finish the thread. Um, they must've got halfway through and people started being like, nigga, are you serious? Uh, yeah, yeah y'all, y'all take y'all, uh, politically correct the asses out of here. Well, they also start getting trouble by racist white people. Of course. 
uh okay wait i found the rest of the thread they just didn't thread it okay we will remain committed to truth and service and boldly affirm who we are and what we stand for our campus is a space for educational engagement to occur between both those who do and don't do not share our values thankfully when visitors set foot on campus they are met with some of the brightest best students in our nation howard students are not simply academically advanced political activists leaders and mentors howard students represent all that is right about america mm, that's kind of a non-committal statement but i'm I'm not mad at them, but it's a non-committal It's almost statement. like what they have to do. Yeah. But like, them students yeah. are like, fuck y'all, and don't nobody else bring their asses right. out here. They couldn't come out and be like, man, what the fuck were y'all thinking? You know what I mean? And a bunch of racist people did start talking racist shit to them. Of course. Um, but yeah, interesting. Interesting. Uh, we all say 100, I'm assuming. Uh, yep. All right, let's move into um something more more fun guys talk let's play a little guess the race okay it's time for us to do some racism of our own now that it's time for some race the race that's right it's guess the race time sorry scooby-doo took over that's right it's time for some guess the race that's right it's race the race that's right shaggy it's time for guess the race no one gang going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe. We asked our contestant today, Brandon Collins from the uh, Comedy Outlaws podcast and Medium Popcorn, to guess the race. And Karen in the chat room, play along. That's right. Scooby Dooby Doo. Scooby Dooby Doo. Uh, pastor under fire for saying he wanted to eat Nicki Minaj's booty on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I know it. this one. What race easy. could it be? What race could it be? Um, Nicki Minaj has done it again, set the internet on fire with another sexy shot of her booty. This time she got a pastor so heated that he posted on Instagram that he, on Instagram that he wants to eat Instagram. her. Oh, Rod, are you okay? Instagram is the uh that's the black that's the black Instagram. Y'all guys on some of y'all ain't on it. Oh, you ain't on that Instagram boy. <laughs> that's over there i'm on there because i'm a business man <laughs> oh, no, I'm not a man. yeah whenever i go to the refrigerator uh it's over there uh <laughs> you know if it's turning old and black before my eyes what is happening over there by Neiman's marcus oh, uh, God. <laughs> uh this time <laughs> this time she got a pastor so you need all right say uh complex reports that william henry dewberry the third who was listening on fast dewberry <laughs> he want to dewberry his face in that ass you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. come on now uh who was listed mm-hmm. he's listed on facebook as an elder as a, at the church of god in, at, at the church of god in christ in memphis tennessee uh a, a, he appeared to be the man behind the hungry comments he has denied that he posted <laughs> anything now see ain't that one of the commandments thou shalt not lie he said he was hacked. Yeah. Uh, according to Dewberry, he, he said on the Instagram. Yeah, on the Instagram, he got. He said I got hacked on the Instagram, boy. I'm just over there trying to do my, my my business. Uh, and according to Dewberry, somebody uncle or grandma trying to be cool. I could have did. I was at the I was at the library. I just took an Emma lamps. According to Dewberry, someone is impersonating him online, and he has asked that people report the account saints i need your help he said <laughs> not saints all right saints i need your help he said on facebook somebody created a fake instagram page under my name i don't know who did this <laughs> but this needs to come down asap 
may somebody report this immediately i did not create oh, this i already have an instagram page and this one ain't me in jesus name uh <laughs> his account if this account does not belong to the pastor, the person in control of it has serious dedication. The account has been posting pictures of Dewberry and his loved ones regularly <laughs> since January 2016. Oh! <laughs> La Lucifer family. I'm not the one who said that about Nicki Minaj's booty. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a church man. I'm a man of the Lord. I would never put myself on an Instagram just openly talking about written jobs, whatever the kids call these days. It ain't me. Daddy, it has pictures from us from Christmas. It ain't. No, somebody asked me. <laughs> you, Yo, the Sony this, hack? It's the church hack. He got the Easter Sunday pics. You heard of the fap? You heard of the fappening? This the Christian in. They out here trying to get us Christians, y'all. They <laughs> they got the more white girl celebrities, and it got me. Why this want. got the chameleon pics, Daddy? <laughs> They got pictures of my kids. They so dedicated. But that's not my Instagram account. My Instagram account, uh, uh, you, I got a separate one. It, now, don't pay attention to the fact that it was just started yesterday. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> pictures. One of them crying in a corner and the other one praying in church. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a holy man. Look at me. I barely post. Lord, you know I need these tides. Don't let the devil win. I'm, this your faithful servant. Okay? I was tempted. I was tempted one time to lay hands upon thine booty. Um, See, them hackers reached out to me. They said they want all the Sunday earnings. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I just wanted to see that pink print one time, Lord Jesus. Uh, in your name, I pray. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he went on Instagram and was say he want to eat the booty, dog. Bruh. All right. Uh, Karen, guess the race. I'm a because I, I think I know because I've seen it on Facebook, so I'm gonna excuse myself. All right, what about you, uh, Brandon? Oh, did we lose Brandon? Yeah, oh, shit. did the internet go out? No, I'm on, me so it's I, just me. Yeah, I see me and Brandon. Okay, let me refresh. I must have got disconnected. Okay, uh, that's awesome. Mm-mm-mm. Gonna eat that booty. Well, see, they can't hear this part, but you're right, Karen. Ah. He is black. A black ass negra. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I think I seen it on my town. That's why I was like, I excuse myself. Mm-hmm. Let's see. It'll come back up. There we go. I did. I posted it, so you can go scroll down. Okay, I gotta ask Brandon first, though. Brandon, uh, what race do you think the pastor? What's his first name? Uh, William Henry Dewberry the Third is. You ask Karen or you asking me? I asking you, Brandon. Karen says she she has to recuse herself. She knows the answer already. Right. That that name though. Yeah. That's not a subplot on some kind of comedy coming up soon. That's they're missing a huge opportunity. That's just sound. That should sound like that should sound like a person that fixed cars on in the heat of the night. That old. Yes, heat of the night. <laughs> in the heat of. The night. <laughs> All right. Let me check the chat room. See what race they think uh, the pastor is. Black man looking for forgiveness for his transgressions. Oh. I hear you, Sparger. I think his sperm runneth over. You know what I'm saying? Ah, his sperm overfloweth. Uh, uh, black Leon Lonnie Love lay some hands on Sister Gina Black. <laughs> oh. Ate that booty like a slab of ribs, then got the itis and fell asleep, Black. Uh, 
<laughs> reverend dr lamarcus with the pastor's body black Pastor Pork Chop is black. Pastor Pork Chop. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Goddamn, Hall of Pastor Pork Chop. <laughs> As Jeff Sessions would say, he's a nigger. Uh, let's see. Anybody else? Black, black, can I get an amen? Kojic black and Buddhist snack cake eat black, eating black uh you guys all guess black nobody guessed anything other than black and you know what you guys are all 100 percent right that is a black man let me give you your applause oh man that's his picture there is it showing up in the uh chat there yes, oh, no. it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's even better than i imagined <laughs> got glasses on too his name is dewberry <laughs> i can just see him at home by himself it's instagram yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> his face looks like he was sweating so much when they had the news story break dog he got 200 followers she's like i never thought they would catch me there's he's... so many comments why are they bringing me down lord i'm just one out of 200 just let me live <laughs> i'm supposed to be invisible lord oh lord Lord, just just pray for you. Lay your hands on my family like you did, Josh Sweet. Yeah, he following fourteen hundred and that uh, two hundred and five followers. Yeah, I like how his his his, his, his uh, profile says God fearing man and pastor retired U.S. soldier, <laughs> Dewberry underscore two thousand seventeen, and, and and he left that comment under Nicki Minaj. I love to eat your booty at Nicki Minaj, and then he put the the tonguey face the winky t- face with the tongue hanging out ah shit that's when you know it's for real you know what it was he probably was drunk he probably had some of that church wine <laughs> that communion and he didn't think nobody was gonna see it because thousands of people respond to every post she makes he's like oh yeah let me just get this one out lord no man nobody paid that one i think somebody real called on my sir we just want to confirm that you're the one who instagram that you'll be eating nick minaj's booty oh no <laughs> One, one, one of his members seen it going, is that pastor? Now I know I'm the devil, but is that pastor? The thing is, that's the pork chop. The thing <laughs> is, on, on two, two different points, but one, nigga, there wasn't a chance in hell. She was gonna let you eat her booty off an Instagram comment. So that was, that was already a problem. And then point number two, like, it's you. Like, why are you lying? Everybody in the, like, if this nigga get any donations, <laughs> this sunday it's black people fault because i know only black people go to a church with a nigga that do this like y'all better ah! not y'all better not put nothing in the plate y'all better be like no sit down with your arms folded like admit what you did lying ass nigga oh my god Mm-mm-mm. uh <laughs> You all right so much when that story broke <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know he put out that little that little towel that they be having yes yeah, hey but i'll tell you this much though I wish this was in Charlotte. It's in Memphis, Tennessee. I wish it was in Charlotte. I don't go to church. Y'all know I'm an atheist. I would go to this church. <laughs> if this, if you, <laughs> oh yeah. If you in Memphis and you listen to this, 
please go to this nigga church and write us and tell us what because i know that sermon about to be flames this you know, sunday you, you, and, and you know uh uh it, it broke between so you know he got um bible study he probably didn't come to Bible. why pastor ain't in bible study and all we got sister jenkins doing bible study this week listen <laughs> this shit if this nigga don't show up to motherfucking church ready to this, give y'all the sermon of a lifetime this sister pastor go preach everybody gonna be bad nigga that aren't listen he gotta show up and he gotta fight these allegations to, to everybody's face he got a lot of their face if now that listen, y'all i know you might have heard some <laughs> yes <laughs> now see this hey this one they give that good ass sermon about gossip but <laughs> you yes! see you see one of the sins that we don't talk about often in here but it's one of the deadliest things. Whole goddamn business. <laughs> you always now, judging people. Y'all, you motherfuckers try to judge me. <laughs> Only God can judge me. And maybe Instagram. Let apparently they let, let he without sin cast the first stone. That's what Jesus said. Uh, yeah, he gonna be giving. He gonna give one for the ages, bruh. Ooh, I know that organ finger, the organ player finger's gonna be hurting. No, they're practicing right now. You know, they all, by the time they leave, it's just, you know, the whole sermon gonna be, uh, 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 like the whole thing. Because you know how sometimes they hit the organ keys, but it's just yeah. to emphasize what the nigga's saying. Like, they right. don't play a whole song. But, right. But they be like, because some of y'all come in here on a Sunday looking like what you wore last night on Saturday. Uh. Quiet, quiet. <laughs> You're making a good point, Tony. Quiet gonna be tired. The quiet be like, oh, we gonna right. have to sing for real. How dog. long, how long is this uh. nigga gonna take? Give me another selection. Do you, how long do you think he probably denied the allegations during the sermons before he finally said one Sunday? Now listen, y'all. <laughs> I've been deceiving <laughs> the hearts <laughs> and your faith. Yes, hey, hey, Brandon, y'all, he gonna come out in his pink church robe. Yes, yeah. I gotta be there for that one too. I gotta be because you know the first one, the first one you gotta be there for because he gonna be lying. But yeah. then, but then, like a month later, when he tell the truth, it's gonna be just as good because he gonna be crying and shit. Like, yeah. now I'm gonna need y'all to lift me up in prayer this morning. It's all for Instagram comment. For it's Instagram like, comment. It's like he stole money. He just really just said, hey, I want to eat your booty. He could have just been like, man, I made a joke. It didn't go over well. My bad. You know, I'm, I'm a funny pastor. You know, this nigga really said, that uh, wasn't me. Didn't even say he was hacked. <laughs> said another person created a, a year-long <laughs> campaign that did nothing but positive things with his image for one comment for one joke. And he never said nothing about it until eat the booty like groceries popped up. Get the fuck out of here. That's not how Instagram works. Right. Right. Now, saints, uh, you know, we all are sinners and we have all strayed from the path of the Lord at times. And I I would like to say uh, praise the Lord, the saints and the ain'ts out Mm -hmm. there today. Right. You know, I I can't say that I'm perfect, but I, I can say he got me up this morning. Come on. And it started me on my way. If there's anybody in here that just felt like you're not worthy sometimes, <laughs> that you fall short sometimes, that you leave a random Instagram comment sometimes, can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Amen, I want Pastor. you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Neighbor. I did not mean to reply. I 
did not mean to reply where everybody could see where everybody could see amen amen <laughs> yes pastor now, tell them i want to leave y'all with one last thing just to show you i'm human my anaconda don't want me. <laughs> I see God burn that's all i'm gonna say i want now, you to know where i'm coming from you better want, preach pastor i want everybody to pull out their phone right now and i want you to I want you to follow Nigga Minaj on Instagram. <laughs> and I want you to say, <laughs> and I want you to look at those pictures and tell me you won't eat that ass. Come on now. Let he who will not eat that ass throw the first song. That's That'd all I'm saying. the best pastor ever if he just went all in on it. Like as soon as he got exposed, he was like, you know what? I'm a man. I have needs. This is the finest chick in the world to me. I said it, you know. If we were married, it would it would be righteous. Right. Jesus was a giver. Okay. He laid his hands on lepers, whores. He did. Okay. He washed many a person's feet. You think he wouldn't eat that ass? Come on now. Come on. You're going to judge me. You're going to judge I'm, me I'm, I mean the man, for walking the path of Jesus. I mean, the man had a fish fry, and y'all going to judge me for eating right. booty like his groceries? Okay. Just like Jesus. I ain't have no daddy. Okay, <laughs> me and Jesus a lot alike. <laughs> yeah, he gotta be out there. Oh my he God. gotta run with it, bro. But you're right, Brandon. That 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 six uh, weeks from now, when he gotta apologize because they ain't got no ties for for six weeks with people showing up with their arms folded, waiting right. for him to apologize. Right. Yeah. So good. And your numbers gonna go up. You gonna be like, we got twice as exactly. many people, and why mm-hmm. we ain't getting no offerings? You know, you gonna have them singing uh singing one of those sad slow songs from the choir too that day. One of them. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of You know what? One of them Negro spiritual sounding songs. Hey, and y'all shit. know what? Everybody gonna be like, can we get a selection for the choir? We fall down. Right. <laughs> but we get up. We fall down. But we get up. <laughs> Sing it, choir. We fall down. Someone asked a question. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we sing? You know he gonna yes! have, You know he, he gonna, gonna bring out all the classic hits. He gonna have them in there crying. Yeah, cause he cause he wanna eat some booty. Yes, Miss Miss Mike got a good. It all comes down to just one comment, guys. That's just, it. Yeah, he just he, made a quick comment out of thousands of comments on that picture. Oh, they gonna fuck around and bring and out the hymn books. No, he could he could be helping out. Dewberry the third could be helping out all the kids in the community. You know, he could be like, he could be getting missionaries to go to Africa. Every, he could be doing everything right in the community. One Instagram comment is gone. Yes! <laughs> Miss Put a Smart got a good one. Talking about it. I'm coming up. Nope. Hey, <laughs> on, the, you know, on the rough side. For the mountain. I know uh-huh. we've been talking about this for a minute, but uh-huh. just imagine his family trying to break down what he's like. I just made a comment. I didn't know how do people know about this. Now, the how did day, they? You know, they're gonna be like, now how did they get this angle of this picture at our family reunion? Because ah! like only you could have taken that picture, and you saying, now I don't want to call you a liar, Dad. I don't want to call you a liar, but you saying, listen, they got this angle of this picture and put it on Instagram. 17 months ago? Listen, son, I'm gonna live with you. Alright, it's my Instagram. Now, you a youngin', I need you to help me with this way out. Okay? I need you to set up another Instagram because I need you to have two profiles. I need you to do your own thing. 
Okay, I need you to say he was me. <laughs> I never asked you for nothing. I gave you life. I gave you a house. I need you to set up Pastor Dewberry 2016. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna throw him off the scent. We're gonna, we gonna get, we gonna get this. Okay, they're not gonna trap us on the Instagram. Oh man, this nigga's on. Give me, best believe I'm right. still be standing. <laughs> I got too many bills to pay with these tires. Come on. I'm in too deep. <laughs> oh, so oh, man. All right. Uh, second story. Actually, oh, my God. I actually might have to do something about that. Yeah, he was good. I'm about to do something. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Uh, feel free, man. That dude, oh, that dude deserves it. Yes, uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for this nigga to come out clean, boy. That's going to be so good. Remember that other pastor that got caught fucking that dude's wife, and then he lied about it in service? And then he came out and said the truth the next week. That was so good. That was like two years ago, I think. Yeah, somebody filmed that one, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they yeah. filmed him running out the house. And he was lying. The police was like, we got a whole ass police report. Ah! Nigga, it was you. What are you talking about? He's like, oh, oh, she boy, Saints. Papers. He filled out papers. He tried to kill you, nigga. Saints, boys, that egg on my face. I tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. Woo. <laughs> uh, boy, then we have a tizzy, right? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh all right (laughs) a woman from boynton beach florida is facing child abuse and dui charges after a tow truck driver spotted her weaving all over the road i was afraid she was going to kill someone said juan martinez in a statement to detectives with the palm beach county sheriff's office martinez told deputies he saw a woman at the wheel of a gold chevrolet malibu driving all over the place haverhill boulevard down haverhill boulevard near belvedere road on saturday afternoon he said she hit nearly four cars and looked drunk under the influence Good of something. God. According to the arrest report, he also saw a child in the backseat. What? A responding deputy ultimately pulled over the driver, identified as 31-year-old Brandy Lerma. The deputy wrote in the report a strong smell of alcohol emanated from Lerma's car and that she had slurred speech and couldn't drive find her driver's license despite it being in plain view of the deputy. <clears throat> Damn, that was drunk. Uh, authorities also noted they had an unrestrained three-year-old child standing in the back seat. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. A DUI team responded to give her a roadside test. According to the arrest report, she fell twice during the test. <laughs> Not one time, but two times. She took two breath tests. The results, according to the sheriff's office, registered a blood alcohol content of .200 and .187. The legal limit is .08. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so she was more than double Ooh, she was lit uh the woman told deputies at the scene she took percocet xanax and drank two fireballs she is out on wow. bond she's out on bond and due back in court next month guess the race how was she functioning white karen's going white what about you <clears throat> what was her name again her name is uh what the fuck happened Ler- 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 brandy brandy lerma oh she's white all right, let's check the chat room, see what you guys believe. Um, uh, shit. Only white girls could be that confident being that drunk. <laughs> sheet caking on that Paps Blue Ribbon White. Brandy is a Becky sister, White. White, White, she was disappointed about the new pastor in Dewberry. They had a counter protest to go disrupt White. Tried to explain to her officer the meaning of Tina Fey's joke. Ha! <laughs> white girl wasted, drunk Tina Fey White and sheet cake White um brandy with an eye in doubt no doubt white at 53 percent the correct answer is 
She's white. <laughs> and I'll get her picture up here because y'all got to see this arrest picture, guys. Like, how the fuck were you driving? I just need to know what happened. Yeah, she was on all the drugs. Right? You and think she going to look... Too. You would think that she going to look <clears throat> real... Uh, about to pass out right because drunk oh and right <laughs> right what happened oh, i shit. don't she know like, uh, mr robot right she does remy malik or whatever his name oh is my yeah. God. why is her eyes so big i have no i should look like she could see the end of the world right jesus like how were you hitting cars you didn't see everything coming right um Oof. but yeah she's that's pretty terrible all right last one guys <clears throat> last one so we got here for the uh bonus round oh wait let me play bonus round music double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right bonus round against the race so far uh brandon is two for two and karen is one for one and she abstained from one uh and we'll see uh who gets it in the bonus round where everything's worth double the points for double the racism you getting nervous brandon nah, nigga. <clears throat> i feel you player alabama team batters his twin brother over the head with an aluminum baseball bat because the 19 year old wouldn't share his taco bell and didn't get him a soft drink oh shit an alabama team was arrested after hitting his twin brother in the head with an aluminum baseball bat over a taco bell meal must have been one of those nacho supremacists (laughs) uh tyler terrell dukes tyler terrell dukes 19 has been charged with second degree assault a felony charge in the attack against his brother the victim said he brought home taco bell for him and his twin damn your twin evidently sparking his anger because i had a soft drink and he had water he became irate after having to share tacos because his brother didn't get him a soft drink according to the complaint uh dukes got a baseball bat and struck his brother in the back and across the head causing a deep cut when police arrived they found a victim in an outhouse bleeding from his head outhouse jesus <laughs> what? what century was this what outhouses exist they still do yes was this on yes outhouses is still this? do exist and they real y'all kind of deliverance ass shit you, was going on you, there you out in the middle of bumblefuck nowhere where the fuck does that happen alabama damn wow <laughs> Um, <laughs> he bleeded in the outhouse. Right? He's on the toilet, just bleeding out. <laughs> when police arrived, they found him in the outhouse bleeding from the head. He was taken to Athens Limestone Hospital for treatment. Dukes handed the bat over to police. He's now being held at Limestone County Jail without bonds. Charges carry a possible 10 year maximum sentence. When asked about what started the fight, Duke said, He's always disrespecting me. Karen, guess the race of Mr. Tyler Tyrell Dukes. White. Karen's going white. What about you, Brandon? You know what? I'm going to go black. Going black. All right. I'm going I'm to I'm risk it. Let's see what the chat room thinks. Mama, he drank my Gatorade white. I am Negan white. <laughs> white Hazard <laughs> County white. He was hangry after the Klan rally white. <laughs> Bumfuck white. I thought thought the mouth sauce was way too spicy. <laughs> That's yeah, pretty white. Like Robin nigga shit white black uh so that's somebody on brandon's side taco supremacist white (laughs) 
the correct answer is oh wait taco supremacist i'm sorry we pronounce it differently my bad uh mountain dew white the correct answer is guys for all the marbles brandon is the winner he was black what a lot of you missed it though y'all should be ashamed of yourselves yeah the key to getting this one was his middle name was terrell yeah that's what ah. i thought yeah come on karen can't believe he fell for that tyler terrell dukes i said it three times my bad uh, you must die as one in the house of Terrell. Tyrell. I'm trying to tell you. But you gotta remember, G.R.R. Martin people are all named after black people, so they're still true? black. Right? Uh, but yeah, uh, is it showing up in the chat yet? Yes, it is. Yeah, he look mad as fuck. He do look like why he didn't bring me no drink though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His face look like. Oh, and, but I mean, that don't mean you gotta beat your twin and leave them out in the outhouse to bleed to death. But you—that's because like, you skip the twin in the outhouse. Did the, uh, the twin go to the outhouse himself? Like what happened? But see, that's because you skipped over the part where he always disrespecting them. So oh, you had enough. This came from a long history uh, of disrespect. Of, of not bringing water. I mean, of giving me water. Right. I, and I'm not gonna front. Like that's real disrespectful like i have a little brother okay i feel like i can speak on this i don't know brandon brandon you got any siblings i'm the only child in case you can't tell okay all right well listen i'm telling you right now as the only person on this show that got a sibling there is nothing more purposefully petty and disrespectful than actually ordering yourself a soda and ordering him a water and carrying both of them home that's fucked up they just they just they just leave the fucking just get you a soda and don't give me shit then drink it on the way home and throw it in the trash where i can see it i wouldn't know don't fucking come in and sip on that refreshing sprite in my motherfucking face and hand me a little because you know it was a courtesy water uh all of those small ones yeah you know that little last water he gave i know he was like with no with no lid you already disrespected me you go to mcdonald's you bring me a burger and you get a cheeseburger you know what i'm saying i can't you get a chicken sandwich, I get a McChicken. Motherfucker, I know what you're doing. I know. That's it. Today you see the back. I know. You get a triple, you give me a, a single. <laughs> right. Hitting his ass like Negan, I don't blame him, dog. Niggas gotta go sometimes. Sometimes something worth that jail. Some things <laughs> worth jail. <laughs> what you in for, dog? I beat my brother over some tacos. Nigga was disrespecting me. Tacos and soda. <laughs> hey man, don't fuck with him. <laughs> he beat his own twin. <laughs> I put him in the outhouse so he could shit himself. Right. <laughs> anybody judging him. I posted on Instagram. So let these motherfuckers <laughs> know. Don't fuck with me. Uh all right. Uh so ratchet this time. Last thing we do for it's time to get out of here. Yeah. Um so he spread the awareness about swords in the world. A Stamford man attacked his family with attacks a family with sword. Police say a Spruce Street man went buck wild this weekend, attacking a family with a samurai sword and punching their special needs child in the face. Jesus! Wow. Albert Crazy Al Sistrunk, forty-four. 
crazy owl the nigga name was crazy island he got on the sword that's okay uh faces several <laughs> felony charges of assault and risk to of injury to a minor he was arraigned monday and is being held on seventy five thousand dollars um sergeant robert shawinski said the incident began when sister got into an altercation with the youth punching the 12 year old boy in the mouth and causing a small cut uh shawinski said the family confronted Sistrunk at his apartment where he became enraged and grabbed a 32-inch samurai sword from his bedroom. Sistrunk swung the sword at the child's family, striking one juvenile in the arm and causing deep cuts. Shawinsky said, now listen, I will say this. If he will punch your 12-year-old, you ain't gonna go over there and give him a piece of your mind. You better come over there ready to fight. Because they hitting 12-year-old special needs kids, man. This motherfucker ready to, he, he don't give a fuck about nobody. Nope. Uh, Shawinsky said he punched the boy's mother in the face. Uh, oh, and she and the child's father tried to get the sword away from him. Shawinsky said a police report said Sistrunk also hit the father with the sword, but now no injury was reported. Sistrunk suffered a cut to the hand as the sword was eventually pulled from his grasp. Shawinsky said, um, yeah, that, that's, that's what happens. These motherfuckers got these swords. They unregulated. You don't have to have no registration on them. You don't have to have no courses or training. And they get out there and they hit kids in the face and they pull out swords on their family and cut yeah. the whole family up. Punch women and shit. Right. Now the whole family got to sit up here and deal with this shit. And they probably like Stonewall Jackson great kids or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. You know, they love their grandfather, but they just don't appreciate, you know, the whole slavery thing. You know? Uh, all right, man. Listen, uh, Brandon, tell them where to find you on, uh, social media, you know, Twitter, Instagram, all those places. <laughs> You guys can follow me at American Collins on all uh, platforms, AmericanCollins.com for show dates. I have two podcasts, Comedy Outliers, which is a comedy-based podcast, and Media Popcorn Nick Spoiling Movies, which is a movie-based podcast. Um, support both of those if you if you like what you heard. Uh, thank you guys so much, as always, for having me on the show. I know Mike missed it, and he definitely wants to be here, so I know he's he's looking to get back on as soon as possible as well but thank you guys so much as always for having me on oh man yeah, thank you for coming time, on man yeah. keep doing what you're doing man yeah, uh keep grinding we'll definitely get y'all on again yeah y'all's uh you know like i said uh for people that are comedy nerds like me man uh comedy outliers is definitely a a very special podcast because y'all y'all talk about it you know what i'm saying like a lot of people just talk around shit or they don't talk at all about stuff but i like that y'all push each other to to talk about how y'all really feel about shit because uh the thing that's funny is we are always censoring ourselves and motherfuckers just talk about us like you know however they feel like like we not even in the room like they don't have a care in the world right but then we we end up on our own platforms being like i don't want to piss these niggas on and i love that y'all just talk about it dog it's some dope shit man um and i hope i hope other motherfuckers are listening within the industry so they can be like yo this these are legit concerns because i never feel like y'all are unfair to people like y'all always are like well this is how they think about it this is i can see their perspective and y'all talk about stuff like uh if you if, if you want to get into comedy and stuff if you guys want to just like learn from them like they talk about running how to run a show a monthly show um they talk about how to get spots they talk about the idea of uh, like getting written about who gets written about they talk about uh other like podcasts like um you know how the, how nepotism works how all that shit works um it, it's super dope and then on the movie side man i mean there's nothing funnier to me and popcorn breaking these movies down uh so yeah y'all y'all should Thank definitely check bro. them out man uh support the brothers over there and uh yeah we'll be back tomorrow for uh wine and white people guys tomorrow Yay. it's gonna be a very heavy episode of us drinking wine eating cheese and crackers 
we gotta, and, we gotta get some more cheese and crackers i finished them smooth off yeah we gotta get some more cheese and crackers and we're just gonna be talking <laughs> about white people getting drunk man it's gonna be good make sure you're here uh it's definitely good if you can get it live and then wednesday uh we will have nina perez from project fandom um, and podcast fandom and we'll have justin you know you guys know justin from all the premium shows justin will be here and we'll be recapping game of thrones so we'll see you guys then until then yeah it's on until then i love you i love you too